Welcome to the Cinephile Hissy Fit Podcast, the tirade-filled movie debate podcast hosted by two film critics, cool dads, and struggling teachers. I'm Don Shanahan. And I'm Will, I don't give a shit, Johnson, which will not make any sense because that no. episode doesn't premiere till no. after this. So That's guess right. what? This is a time traveler <laughs> joke. So enjoy that. It's a preemptive shit not given. I love it. That can work. Yeah. That can work. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're, folks, we're damn glad to have you. This is all for tantrum's sake, for shared passions and high fives wash away any place for hate. In the end, we encourage you all to love what you love. But for now, the gloves are off and the hissy fit is on. It's Oscar time, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, for the Cinephile Hissy Fit podcast, that kind of feels a little bit, at least to Will and I, like it's a bit of a birthday. It was kind of our uh, last year, kind of our first, you know, real big kind of experimental show after an episode or two was an Oscar show where we rambled and ranted for a good hour. And we kind of got to know each other in terms of like likes and dislikes. And here we are back again a year later, 55 or something episodes in, and we're back to the Oscars again. Uh, we've done our job through our individual episodes up to now, trying to kind of pick off some of the Oscar nominees that are out there and give them some feature, um, you know, talks and discussions and some guests uh, on our show here so uh for this big episode we're going to go through the big six categories and to help us do that tonight we have two very good guests because let's be honest will and i are a shit show we need something to class this up here so uh you can hear the giggles in the background because they know they're right um <laughs> we'd like to introduce you to katie glidewell from chicago a chicago-based critic for the blonde in front everybody say hi to katie hi everybody <laughs> Also returning back to the show, our Spider Woman extraordinaire, Lauren Knight. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, in in a Marvel shill way, because I'm oh, the Marvel shill. This is true. Uh, Lauren was in one of our post credit sequences uh, in an right. episode because she was on an episode, but then she was like. You know, she was like Wong and Shang-Chi. She like showed up like at the end of, I think our In the Mood for Love episode, like when we did a, That's right. a screen test. So she's popped all over the multiverse of the cinephile hissy fit, you, you know, universe or whatever you want to call it. You know, I, I kind of dig that euphemism after last night sucking people off one, the pop all over the place one could Don't. really work for us tonight. <sighs> That's not yeah. bad. Okay. Long story. Another joke that uh, no one will ever understand. Uh, thankfully, you don't have to. Right. That'll pay off a week from now, folks. Uh, in the meantime, Boy. if this was a typical Cinephile Hits of It episode, we would all take five minutes of turns to kind of shower our praise or hate for a particular movie. But tonight, we're going to go through the Oscar categories and uh, present who we think uh, will win, who we think should win, and some of the snubs of that category that we think should have been represented in and been there for the dance. So we're going to do the big six categories, the four acting categories, best director and best picture. We're going to go a little bit in that order and just kind of go around the room and see how people feel about the different categories, how the year in cinema went. And uh, we're going to kind of take this in turns. I'm not, I don't have a bell. We don't have a timer tonight, folks. So this should be really nice. And more than anything, we're here for the shared conversation and the good time. So I hope this turns out well. Uh, Will thinks we're all going to talk too much and or at least he thinks I'm going to talk too much, and that's full of shit. So we'll see where this goes. Yeah. So why don't we let our guests? Yes. Tell us a little something. You know, that way the, the people can warm up to and realize how much smarter you are than us. Um, tell us something about what's going on with film in in your world right now, this week, this month, this year, this your lifetime. What's what's your relationship to film? How, what's your relationship with the Oscars? I should I guess I should focus it that way. 
Lauren, do you want to start? <laughs> oh, sure. Um, my relationship to the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> We're all just like both sitting there, just like someone call on us. <laughs> um, Two teachers here and we are fucking that up, man. I tell you. <laughs> well, there's no, well, with no video too, it's hard to sort of like take, pick up cues. I uh, was yes. told no video was an advantage tonight. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a shirt on right now, so. Well, that's dead sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, well, to follow that, uh, I honestly don't even, <laughs> I honestly don't know when I started watching the Oscars. Like, I don't know. I'm terrible to have gone first for this. I just feel like at one point I was never watching them because like, you know, like the whole, the Rob Lowe Snow White intro came up mm. on my like Facebook feed and like. I don't remember watching that. And I think that was like 90, was that 93? In that ballpark, like, sure. 89, was it, Oh my God, was it? Okay, so I would have been like four or five if it was 89 or 90. So I probably started watching them maybe in middle school when I really started getting into like musical theater and stuff, even though I wasn't really allowed to watch basically any of the movies that were nominated. Uh, and then I think in high school, it became a thing like this and the Tony Awards. Like I would get ice cream and like cheese doodles and whatever. And I would make a night of it. And that was when I started like working at Hollywood Video and like just watching so many movies. And then I started studying film in college. Um, so that's, I guess, my history with the go. Academy Awards. Do you think that the Oscars are le legitimate, flawed, or useless? Mm. Oh, they're flawed for sure. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Like, absolutely, for so many reasons. Gotcha. For sure. Because that's that, always am an I hitting the bell. Okay. Check. Oh. Yeah. Good call. All right. Cool. <laughs> Correct All answer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Katie, what about you? Uh, I've been. I remember watching the Oscars with my parents as a very small kid. Now it's interesting because. They are not into movies as much as I am. However, my uh, I was one of the first uh, homes in my neighborhood to get cable. So I uh, can do pop culture. I can pretty much nail any pop culture like bar crawl, um, you know, Q&A, except when it comes to 80s TV shows, because once we got cable, my dad said, basically, you had to watch movies because we're playing for we're paying for them every night. So, um, that's a good dad. I, yeah. I, I have a plethora of knowledge, um, from HBO, Cinemax, Showtime, all the, you know, the prime three in the heyday. I remember watching like, um, Gorillas in the Mist and, um, out of Africa and just being just completely in awe of all these people. And then also like knowing who won the Oscar and watching, their performances later, like um, Robert Duvall and I think Robert Duvall was Tender Mercies. It sure was. <laughs> yes. And then wondering why he won the Oscar when he was up against, um, I believe it was Dustin Hoffman. Mm -hmm. um, and I still kind of, well, I mean, talk about the flaws. But once I got to college, I mean, I would do competitions and win the competitions on who would win. I've done different um, things where I would place bets. 
And, you know, I've, um, this has been a little bit lucrative for me, the Oscars. Uh, I've won a couple money. I won a couple money. I've won some money. I've won some <laughs> I've, I've won money. I've, I've won, won money. Won money. Yeah. My wife. My wife. My wife. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I actually had my nephew, I took him to see, um, what was it? I think it was eight years ago the animated shorts and we did a little um he did a little review of them and whatnot and he voted for the one that i knew would not win and i was actually surprised that it was even nominated but he was so he was only six and he did this whole thing like in two minutes like going over each of the films and why he loved it and at the end he was like i just want to say whoever made fresh guacamole thank you because it was excellent and i'm like okay thank you it did not win it was it, it's <laughs> i it did not win at all it broke his heart and i had to tell him like look something i learned early kid never never put your love in the oscars because they will destroy it at every um chance it can get and it did this year for me also so mm, um i'm ready to talk about my snubs okay. i'm ready to talk about these nominees <laughs> because i don't even think one of the categories has a person it doesn't even matter to me because one of the categories doesn't even have a person who should have went who should have won he wasn't even nominated wow. so um but All yeah right. i love the oscars okay <laughs> well speaking of that we will probably have lauren go last in the round table because uh, not only is she shamelessly using Microsoft Edge, let's all boo her, but uh, she uh, she uh, did not have her snubs ready, so we will put her last. Okay. So maybe if she not, put the snubs together. In true teacher fashion, oh, wait, I on. created a wheel of names that I can spin each time if you oh need Oh my God, the wheel of names. I, I use that wait, all I the would, time. I love it. I would just like to say that I have to use Microsoft <laughs> Edge because you've chosen to use Zencaster. Yeah. Mitch, you so hear that? that's we, we why. Were. And also, I forgot I did write down some snubs, and now I've written down a bunch more snubs. So now I've got all my snubs. Okay. Bam! Well, then I will do now. the wheel of names because oh. let's see if she's ready and go. All right. So, our first category tonight is best supporting actress. And how I'll do this is this I will spin the wheel just to see who goes first, and then we'll go alphabetical order after that person. Sound good? Because we have a, an L, a W, a C, and a D. Sound good? Okay. All right, here we go. Okay. All right, a little me, spin okay. here. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> you're, la you're last. All right. Oh, it is me first. Okay, all right. So for Best Supporting Actress, um, the field is what it is, and uh, we're going to do will win, should win, should have been there. Um, I feel like the trend is too large and too strong right now where every arrow in the whole wide world points to, and I'm happy that it points to, uh, Ariana DeVoice for, for West Side Story. I mean, she she's won the SAG. She's won the Critics' Choice. She's won a lot of these pre, you know, precursor awards, and I really uh, admire and enjoy her her very you know um, fiery and wonderful performance in West Side Story where she is my will win and she is my should win. I don't mind her being in that category one bit. And in, in terms of who else is there and who else can kind of contend, I'm very happy that she wins. I, I like West Side Story a ton and um, and just her performance. Uh, and it, I feel like it's fitting because here we are with Rita Moreno in the movie Passing the Torch and she is the Oscar winner from the original. And to see that same part, that that same kind of linchpin place of emotion, emotional resonance kind of still create a second Oscar winner is pretty amazing. Uh, in terms of snubs, I got three that I think should have been there. Um, as a Belfast guy, uh, Caltronia Balf should, should 
deserved a, a shot to get in there a little bit. Um, a little greater than her to me in, in terms of a second one would be uh, Ruth Mega from Passing. I think that's is, is a spot where I'd love to see um, just her really you know strong resolute performance from that film uh, a film that got really underappreciated all night with in terms of passing and i know netflix has some of us who are in the the fyc part of like getting all the critics garbage and junk and all the the this you know the promotional stuff that goes with it netflix played hard and got a lot of their films in but passing in the and the and the um uh, the harder they fall seem to be the ones that got the short end of the stick compared to obviously power of the dog and don't look up and a few of that things. But um, my number one snub that I think should have been there where you asked me earlier in the year who should win the award outright. I love Olga Meredith from in the Heights uh, as the abuela old lady, um, not only because of her talent to sing, but just the, the, the anchor of, of, of feels that she puts into that very uh, energetic movie where everyone is singing and dancing and doing uh, amazing things and, and, and powerfully so. But here she is just as that uh, steady anchor presence that just makes the movie for me. So uh, I, yeah, that's kind of my little spin on best supporting actress. So if we're doing alphabetical, Lauren is next. Oh, wow. Okie dokie. <clears throat> um, so I think that, Ariana will win. Um, I've been a huge fan of hers since following, you know, since I follow like the Broadway circuit and stuff. Um, I am in the minority, I guess. I loved uh, The Prom. I loved the Netflix adaptation of The Prom. I don't give a shit. Uh, who knows it? Um, <laughs> and so uh, I've always like, I've been such a huge fan of her. And then if you, if anyone besides me has ever watched Schmigadoon, Yes. Um, oh my yes. god, on Apple TV, like yes. she's such a freaking powerhouse in that. Her tap number like mm -hmm. she's so good. That show was also made like just specifically for me, so it's probably not going to ever get a second season. Um but yes, so I think she is going to win. I do think she also deserves to win, although I do have to say I was really touched by Judy Dench when I watched nice Belfast a few yeah. nights ago and I was like, oh man, I wonder if she was nominated. Cause I told, I don't remember who was honestly nominated because I feel like this is one of the least interesting Oscars that we've had in recent years, but, um, here, here. she's on the list. So she was nominated. So at least I don't have to say she was snubbed. Uh, so I'm sort of torn, but Judy's won before and you know, she'll win again. I'm sure. Um, so Ariana, I'm team Ariana. Um, although I loved, oh my gosh, I did love Anjanu in mm. King Richard. So shout out. Um, <laughs> All right, this passes it to uh, Will then. What about my snubs? Oh, I'm sorry. Darn, my bad. I actually have them. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll go really, really quickly. You already Whoa, said um, I actually, I wrote down uh, when I was watching Belfast, I wrote down Kate, Kate Riona. Ketreona Belfast, however you pronounce her name. Know, and because I, I also wanted too. to see if she was nominated. Uh, and so she wasn't. So I definitely believe that she was a snub as a, you know, worried wife. Those get nominated a lot. And that was, she was not included. Um, and then uh, you said Ruth before, and I agree with you, but I put down Kate Blanchett for uh, Nightmare Alley. Girl, I love you. Is that a Oh, I was like, is that a good girl? Or yeah, girl, that's a good girl. Yeah. Okay. 
This is going to be a good show. We just became best friends. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yup. <laughs> I'm going to get a best friend too. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll shut the fuck up. Let me go. Sorry. <laughs> Any other snubs? Oh, no, I'm done. Oh, Next. Okay. Wait, so I, I'm next. Okay, so it went yes. Don, then oh. Lauren. But then but back to it, the top of the order. So Katie is after Katie's after you. Katie's after me. Oh, okay, yeah. Whatever. Okay, fine. Um. All right. So come on, English for, teacher. For me, this one's gonna be easy because Ariana. How do you say the last name? Is Debose or Debos? De Ariana Debos. I don't do you know. Say that? Yeah. Whatever. I mean, she was her. Her, probably my favorite or second favorite performance of the entire year. So I mean, I think she will win, and I think she should win. So I really have. Nothing more I can add to that other than I think that she's amazing and it's a fantastic performance. Um, I, too, in the snub area, uh, my first initial instinct uh, was Kate Blanchett as well, uh, because it, it, um, I feel like everybody in that movie, I, I mean, right now in the odds department, Nightmare Alley is like the hey, thanks for coming to play uh, mm -hmm. Best Picture nominee, but I, it was my number two film of the year. I think it's beautiful and wonderful. And all the, I, I think, the, all, all the actors in it, because I'm going to get a lot of Nightmare Alley love throughout the night tonight, um, but all the actors in it kind of knew how to play it. Like, they had their foot, they had their feet in both sides of the pool. Like, it was like, they're playing the noir aspects up a lot, uh, but also it's more of a modern performance, if that makes sense. Like it's, you know, usually those thirties and forties movies, like if you want to ham it up, I think of like Sean Penn in uh, gangster yeah. squad where he's like, Oh, Hey, I'm Mickey Mouse. Ah, you know, you're, and you're like, okay, let's calm down. But you know, this one is like, they had, they, they nailed all the noir aspects without making it cheesy. And only a great actress like her can pull off the amount of scenery that she is consuming, not just chewing, but consuming. Like she mm. is, just she's amazing she's amazing in it um now i've talked about on the show before and i'm gonna go to my main snub for this one um one thing that i've always loved is subtle performances i i admire those more than the louder ones now Kate blanchett is excellent but it is a very showy performance so mm -hmm. i'm gonna go with one that might be a little controversial um especially with lauren uh, uh -oh. but um because this one does not involve a lot of emotion at all but a lot of acting in the eyes and quietness that I really loved. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. I'm having trouble pronouncing names tonight. But I believe it is Toko Miura. Uh, she was the driver in Drive My Car. Um, the woman that's assigned to drive the lead character around in that. And um, I like mystery in characters. She's incredibly difficult to read. It is incredibly difficult to figure out what's going on in her head. Um, you have to use all kinds of clues, like how she dresses, how she smokes, like little little tidbits of information that you get. How she how she's reacting at you know dinner tables or with other people. Like it's a really great performance uh, that I that I really loved, and I think that Drive My Car is getting a lot of love, so I can't complain about that because I I love that movie. Um, but I think she was a great a great addition to the movie and just something I wasn't expecting. So uh, she would be my kind of uh, dark horse snub for this category. Okay. That's okay. 
That's interesting. I was thinking more along the lines of this of the sign language woman instead. Oh, no, I mean, she, oh, go ahead. No, she's really, she's really. Well, no, there is a um, there is a character in Drive My Car who, if my understanding, Lauren, correct me since you just watched it like today, she <laughs> she can hear, but she only speaks with sign language, right? Korean sign language is that right? Uh, right. In- yes, but I mean, her audition. In that mm-hmm. movie, like when she goes into audition, like mm-hmm. that was the single tear that like runs down her cheek, and like yeah. her story of grief, like at the, sorry, spoiler, grief at the dinner table. <laughs> like I don't know. I was thinking if 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 you're talking about snubs, I really liked her. Oh, but that's I, a good I, one. I, that's a good one. No, I didn't I think see about that. your point about like about the 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 driver about the lead girl and it's funny you mentioned that because there's also a great scene when they're performing the play in the park where her and the main actress the 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 actress that speaks uh, english that sleeps with the bad Mm -hmm. boy guy (laughs) um (laughs) they have a nice moment too where you can tell they're performing the play just for themselves because no one can see it they can't even because they're like way away like behind a tree there's no mm-hmm. way like the the cast and the director can see their performance. It's just for them. And that was a good, so I, actually that's, you know what? I'll throw that in there too, as a snub. I, I like that. That she was a great, I don't know the actress's name. Um, I don't know there. Cause I wasn't prepped for that, <laughs> but uh, that is a, <laughs> that is a very good call. So um, I, I would go, yeah, I'll put that as a third option then. Good, good, good call on that one. All right. Katie. All right. Well, uh, best supporting actress actually, I believe is my favorite category this year because I think that all five nominees, uh, I mean, this was a, this was a excellent year for supporting actress nominees and supporting actress roles, um, which I'm happy about, but also mad because of the number that have been snubbed that were snubbed in my category. But I I think it's I don't even it's not a hat trick because if it's four of us but yeah I'm with Ariana DeBose I think she will win and she should win I mean to take on the character that Rita Moreno has made just iconic and not make it a caricature and completely make it her own uh, is exceptional I think she just like glows on the screen and it would be a uh major academy uh um like standout too because she if she wins she'd be the first openly gay um uh actress or any actor or actress to win an award and that would be That'd amazing be huge. yeah sure um, would. but i mean she's just yeah she's just fantastic if it's not her i think it would be kirsten dunst because mm. uh she's good she's good yeah she was great. Um, and, it, you know, just going, just the, the complete arc of her character was so, it's just so, um, like, just devastating to watch on screen mm-hmm. and then also cheer at the end. Um, but, yeah, I mean, all five actresses are amazing. Uh, my snubs, though, yeah, we've got uh, Ruth Nega in Passing was my mm-hmm. first one. I honestly thought that if it wasn't... Ariana DeBose, I thought she would probably win. Um, I put Zazie Beats in Love nine that. days. Excellent um, choice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Talk about, because um, I just, I think she did a very subtle, nuanced mm-hmm. performance of that gleeful, like, innocent soul. And it wasn't yeah. overdone. It wasn't oversold. And I really loved it. 
Um, I'm also going to say Ann Dowd for Mass. Mm. I mean, she, oh my God. Yeah. She just broke. Wow. Did I make you drop something? With no, that? I think Laura just left, left <laughs> the recording. <laughs> no, I threw my phone because how could I forget Mass? Yeah. And I'm also so angry because whoever had that movie fucked up the release. Yeah. That's right. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh girl, I, I'll be on you with that when I talk about one of my other picks <laughs> for some stuff. But yeah, Mass, oh, actually, yeah. and Don, I need to thank you for introducing me to Mass and Nine Days. Honestly, You're I did welcome. not know about either of those movies. I yeah, think Nine Days, I man. Oof. You um, put that, I think, in your top 10 I did. For the nine year. Days is like, like number three. It's up there, way up there. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I need to check out this movie. And actually, um, you know, then um, for lead actor, I put Winston Dude as my I, snub. I, but yeah, it'll be on my list too. Mm -hmm. Yep. And but Anne Dowd, uh, God, give this woman all of the awards. I mean, honestly, it's one of those things that if Anne Dowd, Catherine Hahn, Lakeith Stanfield, and a few other actors, if I know they are in a project, bam, I'm there. I'm watching right. it. I probably own it. It will probably be one of my favorites because I know that whatever they're choosing is going to be absolutely incredible. And then, uh, yeah, uh, Kate Blanchett, kids. Um, mm -hmm. I, she was the perfect mix of Veronica Lake and Marlena Dietrich that uh, just illuminating on screen. She just devoured every single scene that she was in. I loved the look and the feel of Nightmare Alley. I just like from the ah, uh, I just I just could not stop writing about that film. And honestly, uh, yeah, I'm a sucker for the makeup and the wardrobe. And I bought almost every single Giorgio Armani um, makeup that she was wearing in that film <laughs> because it influenced me so much. And she go. is just so absolutely stunning in it. Yeah, she's, um, she's I mean, she is. Lately, I mean, I think mm -hmm. she's been. I mean, even though I didn't like "Don't Look Up," she's probably one of the best parts of it. Oh, easy. she's she's camping Definitely. out in that. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. she she did Hella and Thor Ragnarok. She's kind of like kind of camping out in that, and then Nightmare Alley. She's just nailing it. Like she is really choosing fun right now. Mm -hmm. Awesome fun roles. She's yeah. just having a blast. Well, that's the whole circle of everybody. I'll squeak. I'll, I, I forgot. I got to squeak one more snub in. And it's a small time one because it's kind of a child performer. Millicent Simmons for A Quiet Place too. I would love to see that kind of praise get there. But all right. Oh, he's really good. Yeah. So for supporting actor, I spun the wheel. And Katie, you are first. So Katie, Don, Lauren, Will for this all one. All right. Oh, God. Well, yeah, I have way too many snubs. This is my favorite category. So Actually, I've got <laughs> So uh, best supporting actor. Best supporting actor. I think uh my opinion for will and should win and i thought this honestly from the first second that i saw it is going to be troy um Kutzer in coda i love that film i love his performance it um out of all of the performances for best supporting actor that are nominated he his is the one that really got the emotions running for me um i just think he it's just fantastic I think everything about um, that performance is just absolutely amazing. And I think he will and should win. I know he's been um, killing it. I think he just won the BAFTA, too, yeah, if I'm not BAFTA, mistaken. BAFTA, the SAG, Critics' yeah, Choice. Yeah, and Critics' he's Choice. Up, I mean, yeah. I think um, some snubs that I have, 
uh, again for Mass, Jason Isaacs. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's hard to put. It's it's you can't. I mean, I think he would probably be a leading actor or best supporting, but I think it was more best supporting since I feel like all four of them were supporting, uh, kind of supporting um, performances. I just thought he's always been so good. I think he's an amazing character actor. I think this is actually probably his best work to date. And uh, I just wish more people saw this film. Um, I, I actually, I loved Ben Affleck in The Last Duel. Um, that sassy blonde bitch that he was <laughs> who hated men women so, so much. I, I wrote him it. down too. Yeah. <laughs> but ah, i mean he yes he uh should have won director but he doesn't get that many acting roles where you get some meat and honestly get him in a period piece with a wig and he just gets so (laughs) sassy and bitchy and i love it no you know what i i will i will say with ben affleck he does Wigs are like his because when he was making his comeback, his second comeback or whatever, like he before he did like State of Play and then started directing things and getting famous again, he did this little comedy from Mike Judge called Extract, where he put on like a long haired wig and like a beard and was just like a stoner. And it was something that was like not very Ben Affleck-y. And it was just a great performance that elevated that film up. So yeah, I, I totally agree with you. That and Last Duel, it's like let him let him play maybe don't go the tom hanks in that new elvis movie route but you know maybe you know give him something to play with and he'll he'll really go for it i think he will um i also put down vincent linden in titane uh mm. i just think uh, i mean was he the the guy that takes her in yes okay he's the dad who takes her in because he thinks she's his son and then and it's just it's so i i mean it's just such a complex character to not fully know the backstory of what happened with the son but then just welcoming in this stranger and then at the end what happens and still being i don't know i just thought he was he was just i just couldn't keep keep my eyes off him um and then i also had oh Keith Stanfield in The Harder They Fall. There you go. Um, again, subtle, but uh, I just, I yeah, I just loved his performance. I mean, he, it could have been showy, it could have been brutal, and yet he is a gunslinger who's the fastest gun in the West who doesn't want to kill people. In fact, he gets mad when it's like, don't make me do this, because it's like I, he knows he's going to kill him. Um, and my last one, it's kind of out there, but... I put Adam Arkin in Pig. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I, you don't see him in that many roles where he's like, you know, a brutal asshole. And to know that he basically has no relationship with his son, he kind of disowned his wife, who's a, um, in a catatonic state. And then to have that meal, sorry, spoiler. Um, to have that meal bring all of those emotions back and see them on his face. Um, plus, I mean, this may sound sexist. I just think he's a sexy bitch too. Um, but uh, 
I thought that's got nothing to do with it. Um, but I just thought he did a really. Does it though? Uh, eh, maybe. Um, I but I thought he did a really great performance. And then if I'm gonna throw one out there, just because I thought it was completely unrecognizable, Bradley Whitford in Tick Tick Boom. There you go. Oh wow! I like oh, that. Wow! Like interesting. That just because it honestly, it took me a little while to know that he was. It's like that it was him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then seeing a video of Steven Sondheim, I mean, he nailed everything about his um, inflection, the mannerisms, everything. And I think that's an extremely underrated performance. I mean, you know, Andrew Garfield is blowing it away, but that was so, again, so nuanced the way he did that. I, yeah. Not I don't know if it's necessarily snub for an Oscar nomination, but yeah. I really think it should it should be recognized more. And I wouldn't be surprised if it had gotten nominated. All right, oh, look at that. Look at that. Man, you are the master of the snub. I know. I know. <laughs> She's filling them up. All right, I gotta follow that. Um, no, I. This has been uh, like Will said, um, a favorite category, a very competitive category, and it feels like one of those things. And it, this happens to me every award season where you get. The way they backload these movies into the end of the year, you you watch something and you're like, man, that's the best thing of the year. And then you watch the next thing, you're like, damn, that's even better. And then the next thing comes, and you're like, damn, that's even better. And when I saw Cody Smith McPhee in The Power of the Dog, I was like, kid, good job. Mm-hmm. You know, that was pretty good. But then like a week later, I saw Belfast and Karen Hines melted my heart. Yeah, You know, and then finally I was late to the game because I know Coda came out in the summer. I didn't see it until kind of, you know, award qualifying in late November. Once I saw a tricotter, I'm like, there it is. It's over. You know, but so the, between those three guys, they have fair, three very fine nominees there um, to echo Katie. Um, he's the will win and the should win for me without a doubt and a question in my mind. Um, it's great to see Hines and Smith McAfee in there and uh, they both do a wonderful job. But you're, yeah, when... Whew, when the dad, when the, when when Troy Cotts are sitting on that truck or sitting mm-hmm. on that tailgate, and he's like, "Sing the song to me," and and just holds her throat and just is in the mm. moment. Yep. And we were talking about this. Um, Will and I were talking about this on our Coda show two nights ago. That'll come out, you know, tomorrow. And you know, from what we're recording now, it'll already be out by the time this is out last week. Um, I love how that movie doesn't make him into the typical. Uh, prick dad who's like holding a daughter back you know like there's no villain in coda whatsoever mm-hmm. the only villain is circumstance and time there's not a, a parent mm-hmm. who's really going no you really you know bossing a girl around forcing a dream or anything like that that dad just is hoping for the best horn dog and his wife and and having a great time and and just <laughs> wants what's best for his family and 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 wants to learn what's best for his family and i and i really love the take that troy Kotzer did on the dad role which could have easily stereotypically been that disapproving father bullshit cliche and it wasn't which was lovely snub wise um i'm gonna echo a couple of films that you guys said and a couple of actors you guys said but in different places i think ben affleck in the tender bar was a blast like i man i won an uncle charlie just like that um in tick tick boom i'd rather have robin de jesus than bradley whitford that's a nice big part nice it's a uh, an emotional core of a role that is Mm -hmm. you know that means something to what the movie is trying to be and say along the same lines i know that it's not it could be a scarlett johansson kind of year but i would have taken andrew garfield as a supporting actor in the in the in the eyes of tammy faye uh and not bad at an eye 
you know, yes. he, he, as a double yeah. nominee, you know, I would have think I think he could have fit this field. Uh, I know it's a very deep field, and here we are with with five people. But uh, and I said Hines and McPhee and Kotzer deserve to be there. I'm not a big Jesse Plemons guy. I mean, he's a very fine actor. This isn't the place to put him in here. He was 800 times better in Game Night than he was in The Power of the Dog. Agree. Um, agree. <laughs> oh my God, I was just gonna say that yeah. during my turn. Yeah, okay. agree. <laughs> but um, and I'm gonna steal Will's thunder just by a half beat here. But um, the number one person who really should have been in this category is Mike Faced from West Side Story. He he, you know, he's the he's the the stick that stirs the drink that gets it all going as the as the evil bastard that kind of pushes all the buttons and uh, and then from a singing and performance wise standpoint, right there with Ariana, it's just a revelation to have in this movie. So those are my snubs and my leads there. So I forgot about West Side. Yes, I agree yeah. about West Side Story. <laughs> uh, this one's Lauren next. Um, cool. This won't take uh very long for me. Um, I think Troy is going to win. Troy's a Mesa of a Mesa boy. Uh, he's from Mesa originally. Um, so I think Troy is going to win. I think he should win. Although like Judy Dench, I was touched by Heinz performance mm -hmm. in Belfast. Um, I was really impressed with Cody Smith McPhee, but he's still super young. He's got years ahead of him. And I also don't think like for the Academy voting, people really know who he is. Um, right. And I think also they would he would split the vote with Jesse anyway. That's true. Um, I love J.K. Simmons and I loved him in being the Ricardos, but like he'll no, no. Know. He's, he's already great, but... got that Oscar in the shelf already too, you know. Yeah, and yeah. so was it for was it for Whiplash? Whiplash, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That, like there will never be. I love that movie so much. Mm -hmm. Um, yes. and yeah, I don't even think not that. I mean, not that you know. I know Judy Dench was in Shakespeare in Love for all of like five minutes, but Jesse Plemons was like not in. The power of the dog very long in my opinion and okay. like you said he was way better in game night um my snubs uh the very first person i did end up writing down because i i had some snubs i just didn't have all of the snubs but i did have mike faced he was number one uh for west side story uh i had ben affleck down also for the last duel yeah and uh yeah i should like oh the scenery he like it was yes. so good Get it was like here. a Take weird compliment off. i love it to like yeah. a kate blanchett weird it was like a weird compliment mm -hmm. to like her kind of yeah oh my god uh even though they're different movies in different time periods uh you know what i'm gonna throw this one in there just to stir the pot but i do actually mean this um I think the only three people who understood the assignment in House of Gucci were Al Pacino, Lady Gaga, and Jared Leto. Mm -hmm. I know everyone shits on Jared Leto, and I know everyone, almost everyone, according to Twitter, hated his performance in House of Gucci. I felt right. for his character. I, like, he was the one of the few characters I actually, like, gave a shit about. Like, I, I'm going to throw Jared Leto in there. All right. At least way it. over like Jesse Plemons, no offense, yeah. or yeah, like I just, it. yeah, no. Uh, it's, it's fine. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's, I mean, I love Pacino in anything. And uh, yes, I agree with you on two of those. Um, I just, as I said, I mean, the essence of Jared Leto's performance in House of Gucci for me was, it's a pizza pie and I'm a guy and it's a Gucci. Ah! Like, that's what it <laughs> felt like to me. And, uh, I, I liked it when John Cassell did that role in uh, as Fredo in the Godfather film. So <laughs> that's my thought. Sorry, I don't mean to trash all of you because trust me, I'm going to say things in my time that you guys are just going to snicker and laugh at and whatever. That's fine. Can't wait. No, I know that's why people hated him, and they but like 
it worked for me. And it, like, I just also, I mean, have you met some Italian people? Like, I mean, uh, true. <laughs> they kind of all go there to a degree. Yeah. The Chicago ones sure do. I'm in an Italian. Area. I'm just saying, he was like the most emotional, kind of heartbreaking. He got dealt such a raw deal and he was such a fuck up and it wasn't his fault. And anyway, mm-hmm. I'm defending my choice. I love it. No, you shouldn't have to. See, I told you I'm a, I'm a jerk, but don't worry. You're gonna, you're going to, you're going. You guys are gonna jump all over me in a minute. So, oh, okay. We won't. Maybe I will. I okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> she, like you said, she understands the assignment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, Will. Is my turn? Category out. Yeah, hit it. All right, this is my favorite category of the night because I can just go on and on. Basically, I have just off the top of my head six snubs, so oh I'm going to go from there. Um, but will win. Kotzer is going to win. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I it's an effortless performance. I mean, like it. Every now and then, you get a performance where you just think, like, you know, oh, they just plucked him off the street. He's just being himself. And obviously, I don't know a lot about the actor. I didn't know that he was from Mesa. For those of you who are not in Arizona, Mesa is a part of the Valley of the Sun. Um, so he's local to Arizona. Um, and uh, he just he just seemed effortless and natural and real. And that is that is something that is definitely worthy of an award. I would not be mad if he won at all for that. Um, my personal favorite of the nominated people was Siren Hines in Belfast. Uh, uh, Belfast is one of those movies that, you know, it came out early enough that I came out and was like, oh, I'm confident that could win Best Picture. And I think that other things have come out that supplanted it. But yeah. the one thing that has stuck with me with Belfast is Siren Hines. I think it's one of those amazing performances uh, that he does, you know, I would like him to win. That That's my should win for this one. Uh, but supporting actor is just loaded uh, mm-hmm. from all over the place. I won't go into too much detail with some of these. Uh, cause one, one of them is Bradley Cooper for licorice pizza. To me, he's like the only good thing about the movie and it is so memorable for such a short amount of time. And they've shown in the past that, you know, Oscar performances can win with, yeah, Judy Dench, you know, right? Judy, well, not even, not even, uh, I don't even remember the actress who's in network that won and she was only in the film for four minutes or something. I mean, it, it's, wow. if you make an impression Mm-hmm. You know, to me, like I left Licorice Pizza wanting to see Bradley Cooper more, so he's he's one of my first ones. Low on low on the low on the ranking of the snubs. I agree uh, with that. Yeah, nice pick. Uh, faced, like already That's mentioned, West Side Story. Mm-hmm. He's he's he does something really hard to do, which is make someone who you're introduced that is almost impossible to like, because I mean, when they introduce that character, he's violent, he's racist, he's unpredictable he's a terrible person but you make somehow he makes that character you feel something for that character at some point even despite those red flags so i think and plus it's just a powerhouse performance it's fantastic it's it's like it's very easy for someone to be in a musical where they're where they're talking tough and then suddenly they start dancing to be kind of comical and he never loses his edge, despite the fact that he might break out into song at any point. So uh, I love that part of it. 
Um, I also have Ben Affleck, but also for the tender bar, not for Last Duel. <laughs> I think that uh, his performance is wonderful in that. It reminds me of the Kevin Smith era Ben Affleck, who was very easygoing and really good with dialogue and delivery. Yeah. Um, I think his really when if if Hollywood did not try to make him the next action star and the next big drama star, if he had stuck in that Kevin Smith mold where he just delivers some amazing like he just has great comic timing. And I think that Tender Bar, you know, I was like, eh, three and a half stars. It's a fine movie. Um, he really elevates it. And I every time he was on screen, I wanted to see more of him. So he's in there. This is one of the ones you're going to laugh at me about. But um Andrew Garfield, but not for Am- Isatemi Faye. I'm going to go Spider-Man. I think Ooh. everybody in oh. every everybody in that theater. This is yeah. this is this is the task. <laughs> this is the task that Andrew Garfield have to do. It, in general, I'm not saying everyone believes this, but he is the least liked of the Spider-Men. Mm-hmm. His movies were the least liked, and he had to come in there and in a movie already full of emotion, where everyone's all built up and everyone. Loves every, you know, everyone's so happy to see all these characters and stuff. He not only has to come from behind, but he ends up stealing the show in terms of like, he has two or three scenes where, especially the scene where he talks about like what became of him after Gwen Stacy died and how he stopped pulling his punches and everything. Like he does so much. I mean, I think right now he is in such a, he is in such a lane right now with acting. Mm -hmm. Like you could put him in, you could put him in uh, Happy Gilmore too, and he yeah. would probably give an Oscar caliber performance. So I know it's not saying much, but because it's a superhero film, it will never get the attention. It'll always rank third. I, I felt the same way with um, Scarlett Johansson a couple of years ago when she had Marriage Story, um, Jojo, uh, Jojo, Rabbit. Ra- Jojo Rabbit, and Avengers Endgame. I thought she right. was brilliant in all three. Yeah, But of course, Endgame's not going to get the love because it's a superhero film. So I'm going to go Garfield in Spider-Man No Way Home. And then um, before I get to my top pick, which I've been waiting to talk about because it's my favorite performance of the year, I'm going to go with something that actually this performance was so good to me. It actually ruined the lead actress's performance. I I, I don't know if that's what a supporting actor should do, but uh, I'm going to go with Timothy Spall, veteran from Mm -hmm. Spencer. Ooh, that's a nice pick. Um, Now, now, here's the thing about Spall in that movie. Now, I am one of the rare ones that did not like Kristen Stewart in that movie. I thought it was... You're not alone. You know that. Yeah, but I mean, the consensus seems to be that it's this breathtaking performance and everything. And I just thought it was someone... I could tell it was someone playing a role. I didn't feel that she got lost in the role. And what convinced me of that was there is a scene where you're supposed to think that Timothy Spall is kind of this asshole, right? Like he's this terrible person that's going to be a thorn in Princess Di's side, right? And he has this wonderful speech out in this garden where he talks about like where he came from, why he does what he does, where his loyalties lie. And I felt like compared to what I was getting from Kristen Stewart, I was seeing, I was seeing three dimensions playing out. And I wanted to know more about him. And that's not good when your movie is supposed to be about somebody else. So I guess when I say that he, he didn't really support her in the sense that she made his, her performance better, it just, I, I saw the gap in acting there. And I was so enthralled with what he was doing with such a small character compared to what she was doing owning the film. So I, I would go Timothy Spall 
as one of mine. But my crazy choice, and everyone's going to roll their eyes, but my favorite performance of the year, my favorite performance of the entire year, is Tony Leung in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I think Tony Leung is one of the world's best actors. I think he can do anything. And for this to be his first English language role Mm -hmm. to come into a Marvel film, which is automatically going to be billboards everywhere and going to get the box office for him to come in there and steal the film from everybody. And, and Sima Liu is, is, is great in it. Uh, But I mean, he had the misfortune of having like Michelle Yeoh and Aquafina and uh, pretty much every actor you know, of Asian descent, like that, that they, they could get, you know, uh, to kind of outperform him. I mean, Tony Leung just destroys all of them. He is, he makes what would normally be in a superhero film, a one dimensional, one note kind of performance. And of course he would have knocked it out if anyway, if that was the case, but he turned a bad guy into a sympathetic, sympathetic, tragic figure. And I, I mean, I cried when he dies in the movie, spoiler alert. I, I wanted to see him succeed even when he was doing evil things. It's kind of the same thing as the face thing. You just can't help it. It's like watching someone, it's like you're, they're walking down a path and you're like, no, don't take that left. If you take that left, you're going to make a big mistake. And he takes the left anyway. And you're still like, oh, I think he can still get out of this. And he doesn't, and there's just so much going on in his performance. There's anger, there's happiness, there's vengeance, there's sadness, loneliness, delusion. I mean, he's got everything in his acting arsenal that's going on in that movie. And much like, to a higher degree, much like Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther, he just, I mean, the movie might as well have been Wen Wu, not Shang-Chi. I thought his performance was stellar. And I am a little biased because he's one of my favorite actors, but that's my performance of the year. And I think it at least and it would never get nominated because it's a superhero film, but Tony Leung gets my vote or should win the whole damn thing, in my opinion. But Okay. Whew. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Two down, four to go. So, all right. I, I spun the wheel. Lauren, you are first for best actress. Ooh. Uh, that'll be interesting. Okay, hold on. I got to find my list of actress nominees, actress in a leading role. Here we go. Uh, okay. <clears throat> so I have seen three of these five performances. I have not seen Parallel Mothers and I have not seen The Lost Daughter. Uh, I've tried The Lost Daughter twice and I was like, eh, I'm not feeling it. So I turned it off, but I haven't I, come I back I can yet. understand that. Um, I think Olivia Coleman has won enough for now. I love her, but mm-hmm. like, it's like, she acts in anything and she gets nominated for things. Um, I, oh, this is so tough. I think that Kidman is going to win. Ooh. Spicy. Wow. I, I don't, I don't know. I think that she's going to win. I don't think she should win, although I did not shit all over being the Ricardos nearly as much as Will did. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I, I gave it three and a half. I liked it. Oh, did you? I thought yeah. you were like, oh, I thought you thought it was dog shit. Okay. No, not at all. I, I enjoyed it. I, Don was the one getting on me about it because I loved Javier Bardem in it. I thought he was charming and he was like, well, he's not 
the right size or the right voice or the right blah 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 blah. Oh, and I was like, but Anna is one of your worst of the year. Absolutely not. I I am I'm a sucker for behind Ooh. the scenes Hollywood stuff. I love movies oh, like that. I could I could eat those. Sorry, up all day. I'm thinking of some other film critic, I guess, that I follow on Facebook. Sorry. Oh, I liked okay. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I think Kitten's gonna win. I don't know. Hollywood really likes her and I just like I know Chastain just won recently and I actually loved her in the eyes of Tammy Faye. I thought the movie was only so, so, but she was like the best part of it. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think Kidman's going to win to be mm. honest. Um, who I think should win though is I'm on the Kristen Stewart train and I don't, I do not particularly care for Kristen Stewart. I have never, I've always been like, I've been team Robert Pattinson for a while. Uh, I have never been team case to, um, but for some reason, like Pablo Lorraine has a way of taking actresses that I do not particularly care for. I do not enjoy Natalie Portman either. Um, and just blowing me away. Jackie mm -hmm. was like my favorite film of like right 2017 or whatever. That was my number like, two that I, year is amazing. Was blown away by Jackie. Uh, I was blown away. Jackie's the better film. I agree. I thought Spencer as a movie, like it shouldn't be best picture or anything like that. It wasn't the best movie of the year, but I think a role like this for Kristen, I don't know if she's going to get another role like this. And I actually watched interviews with Diana prior to watching Spencer mm. and the way like Diana choose, like choose her words. Um, and like, doesn't quite really make eye contact, which is how Kristen Stewart lives her life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is true uh like was a perfect role for her i believed her i thought like you don't have to look like i think it's one of those instances where you don't necessarily have to look like the person mm. you're playing in order to emulate them which is what i know you know what's his face sorkin was saying about kidman uh like not trying to like look like lucy and sound like lucy but uh i want mm -hmm. Kristen Stewart to win i was blown away wow. by performance yeah mm. um and then snubs real quick. I got, uh, what are, what are we in? Best actress. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I have down for the record. I have not seen yet. Um, uh, the tragedy of, of Macbeth, mm -hmm. but I'm just sort of shocked in general that Frances McDormand kind of like Olivia Coleman yeah. wasn't nominated. Always, always there for everything mm -hmm. she touches. True. Good yeah. Point. Uh, but I only have two snubs, really. Um, I actually, again, for House of Gucci, I have Lady Gaga down. That's a fair uh, snub. Good call. Fair. I fair. would much rather see her on here um, than a few of the other women on here. I think uh, it was better, like, A Star is Born is, you know, whatever. But, like, I think she did a really great, great job in this. She's committed. Um, she's committed. I, I, what I like about that, I think her commitment outdoes the actual acting, but you can't like not love. It's like watching like a basketball player that maybe isn't the best shooter, but you know, runs the floor, dives out of bounds for balls. Like she gave it her all in that movie. I mean, that deserves some kind of yeah. recognition. Yeah. I really, I really liked her in it. Um, <laughs> and then also I think the, like the biggest snub though um, and then if we're talking about like the biggest snub versus like who should win, I don't know about this anymore. I think Jody Comer. Yes. From the last yes. duel. Yes. Like Excellent. that woman Good. 
Yes. Was so good in that role and the emotion she had and then having to reenact that pivotal scene like three times. Two or three, three. Two, well, yeah, because also her husband, you yeah. know, takes advantage of her too. Like, oh, that's right. That's is right. just absolutely like, oh my, like, I just, I mean, it was like a Joan of Arc type of like thing for me, I feel like. Like the end where like if if the duel doesn't go, you know, her husband's way, like she fucking deserves, to, that's the biggest nub in my opinion, I think. Preach. Yeah, yeah, well, I got well. I have one best actor snub, I think, too. But Jesus, like she was, my God, so good. And I just don't understand how that got missed. Her time will come. I think. I think she's building. I agree. A career right now, so I agree. Um, alphabetical. That will you're next. Oh, I am. This is my weakest category because I've only seen two of the five films in here, so I really can't say with too much authority. Too much. I mean. I've always been a Jessica Chastain fan. She's the odds-on favorite at Vegas. Um, so really? I, can't, I mean, yeah, she's right now. She is, yeah. Um, Olivia Coleman is second. Nicole Kidman is third. Stewart fourth, and Cruz fifth. Stewart in the fourth. Odds. Wow. Coleman yeah. second. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. They love. It's like an Anthony Hopkins thing. They love to be, to be. Yeah. <laughs> Those are be, my odds. Yeah. <laughs> To be fair, Coleman, Kidman, and Stewart all have the same odds on a betting scale, four to one. So, okay. Um, but that's the least interesting Oscars. Okay, go. You no, know, yeah. I just, um, so, I mean, I know that the Oscars are a lot about making up stuff too. I mean, I know, Lauren, you're a huge Pacino fan. I think we can all agree that Scent of a Woman isn't his best performance, but that's his Oscar winning performance. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think Chastain is is one of those actresses that is due in a sense. So I, I would not be, I don't want to say a should in this category because I have not seen enough of the movies to make a comment. So, I mean, I think Chastain will win. And I think that she, like, I wouldn't be upset if she won. Um, no, I wouldn't either. She's great. Uh, Kidman is very good. Uh, Stewart, like I said, I was not impressed. I mean, Penelope Cruz, I always like. I mean, I think there's a lot of great actresses in here. Um, so I can't give you a should, and I'm not going to. I'm going to say Chastain will win. Should I'm going to leave blank because I, I I'm not I don't All have right. enough research for that. Um, now are we saying that Catriona Balfi from Belfast? That's more of a supporting actress. I would say so. Okay, so I'll strike that because that wasn't my first on my list. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with uh, a um, while Troy Kotzer is getting quite a lot of attention for Coda. Um, I think the person that carries that film, uh, and I always say her name wrong, <laughs> is um, it's Amelia Jones. Yes. Uh, Amelia mm -hmm. Jones in Coda. She, I mean, she has to do everything. In, I mean, she doesn't do everything, but in terms of like the acting arsenal, she has to display um, to make the movie like, because the movie is trying to strike a certain tone. It's not... Um, it's it's a feel good movie, but they still want you to take it seriously, um, despite the fact that they're not really taking any risks dramatically. It's it's kind of a, a fine line, and so you have to get this performance that uh, navigates that fine line where it's not she's not too much of a depressed teen, she's not too quirky, she's not too this or that. Like she has to toe that line, lead the film, but also have like an independent personality too that you like and you want to cheer for i think it's a thankless role really because great way of putting i it. mean i think that she really 
do I think she should win the Oscar for it? No, but I definitely think she should have got, I mean, I'm not going to say over Stuart because like I said, I'm in the minority who didn't like the performance. Um, but you know, Coleman's been there, done that. Kidman's been there, done that. Um, I could, if, if either Coleman or Kidman were taken off, I wouldn't like be like upset or anything. Cause they've got their honors. They've won before. I, you know, I, I think it's good to get new blood in there. And I think Amelia Jones was wonderful in Coda. So that would be my, my snub for best actors. Okay. You only have okay. one snub? I only have one. Yep, that's it. Okay. Right. Top of the order to Katie in alphabet, alphabetical. I got last here. So I saw four of the five performances. I did not see Parallel Mothers for um, Penelope Cruz. With that being said, I think um, of, and this is just of the four that I saw, the will win, should win in that is Jessica Chastain. Um, this is a film that she, like, uh, she, this was a film that she really put her heart into for a number of years. She was trying to make this film and mm. she is, I mean, it, you can't, I mean, the makeup is amazing. I think it's a given that the makeup's going to go to this film. If not oh, yeah. the Oscar Stunning for her, I mean, um, but you know, like people have said about Andrew Garfield was best supporting actor. I think the casting was fantastic. I do think the film could have gone there a little bit more. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that they really could have like gotten into, but um, it did find it very interesting to find out like where the, um, what is it? $700, 700 club or whatever, like how that started yeah. and all right. of the, um, all of the things that basically um, Jim and Tammy, like that they started that they didn't really, I don't feel like they got credit for because of all the stuff that happened with Jim. But I mean, I think Jessica just nails it. Like with the singing, um, all everything with Tammy to make her likable character and all that stuff. I think she, yeah, I think she will win and should win. Mm. Olivia Coleman, I thought was amazing. And it's really, um, it's a, a lot with the material and also with the fact that you have um and it's it's a hard role and well it's not a hard role but it's not necessarily the likable character that she's playing she's playing a mother who you know doesn't necessarily want to be a mother or it, that isn't like her only life goal and that's not a bad thing to say but it's not a performance that you see it's like and I think that's really hard to convey that and also make her somewhat likable. Um, Cause I mean, she does some not likable things. It's basically, you know, misery loves company. Like when she's looking at Dakota Johnson with her daughter, it's like, yeah, here's the thing. I know what you're feeling. I know what this is like. I hated being a mother myself. Now you know what it's like. And um, let's bond on that. Yay. That um, my snubs. Uh, Tessa Thompson in passing. Excellent I thought choice. She yeah. was fantastic. Um, again, my love for Titane. Um, I'm gonna uh, pronounce this wrong. Is it Agatha Russell? Russell? Something like that. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, that was got that was just a tour de force. That performance is Titane was one of my top 10 films because it's not many films that every seven minutes I'm like, okay, I was not expecting that. And it's just 
it's just such a just a mind fuck and she does such an amazing job of basically playing those two roles in the film um this is one i'm i'm gonna agree amelia jones in coda i Mm -hmm. thought she um should have been nominated i actually thought she should have been nominated instead of nicole kidman i thought nicole kidman was great i thought the movie honestly um i thought the uh little subplot that they had between ethel and um uh lucy actually could have been an entire film in itself and it actually pissed me off that they gave it such a small uh little mention because that to me was a huge relationship (laughs) and the way it was treated um was just very disturbing especially in hollywood that time um I wasn't Kristen Stewart was fine. Um, but I thought Rebecca Hall in the night house was, um, a showstopper. Uh, I don't, I know that horror doesn't get that much credit and she yeah, it should, just know. was absolutely fantastic. And then, yeah, Jody Comer for the last duel again, like you said, I mean, to have that, to have to recreate that scene three different times in three different ways, uh, mm-hmm. is just heartbreaking. And it's just, I I know that um, uh, Ridley Scott keeps saying the whole thing that's like, oh, you know, superhero movies, that's why no one saw that. And blah, 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 blah. It's opening weekend movies. He had it, the, the movie opened the weekend of Halloween Kills. No one is going to see that film in the middle of October when it's horror movie season. And it is Agreed. a shame because it says so much in her performance. Mm-hmm. said so much and it's yeah that was that's one of my bigger bigger snubs you're right is jody comer all right all right i gotta close this out here um i think this is uh the deepest category of the four acting uh, awards of the night i i think we're the snubs we're reading right here that are four five six deep are the kind of ladies and performances that could outright win this award in, in a different year compared to the five that were nominated. And mm-hmm. the, the, this is stacked. And what a year for women when you when you go back to what we were talking about on Best Supporting Actress, where we're, we're, we're three, four, five deep there too. And we're, I don't feel like we're doing just about the same justice to actor and supporting actor that, that we are here with Best Actress. And my will win and should win matches you know the chalk pick and it's 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 jessica chastain um i i think it's a powerhouse performance in in a showy role that like like katie said she puts her entire heart into and i feel like the oscars tend to do that whole when's it your turn when's it your time thing and of the people on the list nominated you know penelope's been there olivia's been there nicole's been there kirsten and then you get then you're down to stewart and chastain and you know whose time is it and I think it's Jessica's, you know, Jessica has done a few more things is a few years older. This is that big showy spot to get to award her properly instead of waiting, you know, one or two awards down the road where like, because the, she has a real good chance of becoming Amy Adams, where if you don't get her for the really good things she's done, you're going to forget her. And she's just going to rack up nominations for lesser things. You forgot the one you probably should have gave it to her for. Stuart will be back. I'm one of those people who doesn't, who did not think that she was very convincing in Spencer. We had a whole show about it here, but Chastain was amazing. And, and uh, yeah, des- deserves every word she's getting for, for where this is coming from. And I, I can't wait to see how that that's going to play out on Oscar night. Um, In terms of snubs, um, I, yeah, 
I have to echo Jody Comer. It's an outstanding pick. Uh, Lady Gaga deserves to be there just by sheer force alone. Uh, as a big Coda guy, Amelia Jones should be there. Uh, Tessa Thompson should be there. Um, I'm going to throw two more rookies in here to make this field even deeper. And two first-timers. And one of them is uh, Rachel Zegler from West Side Story. Um, you're, when you're the Maria part and you're a really? first... I think she was just <laughs> fine. But uh, I, I t- I'll take her to answer Al Gore, you know. But uh, no, I think uh, playing the Maria part as a first timer, getting up there and singing and, do, and and having to bounce off of the things that are out there. Obviously, she doesn't have to have the peril and the precariousness into into the drama of the story the way that uh, Ariana does and the men do. But because she's kind of that object of affection that has to kind of float and be there. But when she needs to rise to the occasion, I think she, I think she did a very good job. I, it's hard to say where she can crack into this field because it's so deep, but uh, I think she deserved, deserved a chance. The other one to me that I think should flat out be there is uh, Alana Heim from Licorice Pizza. Uh, she just just such a, uh, a presence and, and power and energy in that movie. And it, it's a playful, weird little role. But, uh, you know, it's Paul, Paul Thomas Anderson is really good at making guy, uh, you know, male parts in male movies and, and having the, the hangout thing going on, whether it's Mark Wahlberg or you're just floating around Daniel Day-Lewis and some of the other parts he's had or Inherent Vice and The Master. But this is, I think, the best female part he's ever written and 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 directed and and she comes in as a rookie and nails it so a lot of heim would be a, a snub i'd put on the list to to cap the category i'm going to echo a meme that you or a gif that you always post on uh the wall banging uh, boy Facebook. Okay. no it's gonna be uh <laughs> it's gonna be peterman from sideville going mm, nah all right. Who, who's your mom? <laughs> Alana or Rachel? Alana. Rachel's fine. I think she did a yeah. good job. She's she's a I mean, befitting her role as kind of this overeager youngster who makes some bad decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, she she has that I think that that newness of her acting ability aids that because she does seem very overeager to impress like in the performance. Like it, okay. it feels like a performance. So I think it actually helps a little bit. Um, so I'd like to see more from her and see what happens. But uh, Alana Haim, I just, uh, we talked about this in our Licorice yeah, Pizza show, which is going to come out next week. Barbara's got um, my back. Barbara's got your back. I just, I, I felt like she was just too many different constructed pieces. Um, not a whole character. It just didn't, didn't work for me. Okay. I Good. just didn't like the way her character was written. Um, but that's me. I got you. I got you. Ooh, ooh, I got see I got somebody on my side, Don. That's fine. Yeah. I've got a lot of issues with licorice pizza. So I, a lot I, of issues with licorice pizza, then it's normally we are movie friends. I it's normal movie I don't go for, but I, I like what she put together. But uh all right. Uh the last acting category, and we'll take a, a commercial break after this one, is best actor and Will is first. Cool. This is a great category, I think, because mm. I am good with Shut up. I am good with um <laughs> if four if four of the five, now one the the four the one that I could care less if they win or not, that, that person's won twice, Denzel Washington. I haven't seen Macbeth yet. I would like to see it. I only had Apple TV for six days and I canceled it so I wouldn't get charged. So um I haven't seen it yet. I'll probably see it eventually. I'm not a huge Cohen's guy. I know it's one Cohen, not two, but um like I said, he's been there. The glory has been there. I'm, I'm sure the performance is great, but I've seen the other four and I would be totally fine if 
any of the four won. Uh, who who will win is Will, will Smith. He's going to win. Um, really? I, you think I, so? I, yeah. I mean, he's won everything at this point, I think. I mean, uh, he's Critics' Choice, BAFTA, yeah. whatever. I mean, he's he's won it all. Um, yeah. He's the odds-on favorite as well, if you're going on betting odds. Um, so, and I loved him in that. I, I, I love Will Smith. I think he's a great actor. Um, he made me cry in that movie. He has a great Oscar moment. I don't think the movie... I actually wanted to comment a little bit on what Katie was saying about Eyes of Tammy Faye, which I haven't seen, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch before the Oscars because she's, Chastain's probably going to win. But I do feel like a lot of these movies lately have been skimping a little bit on how deep they can get into their subjects. I don't know if that's because who's producing the movie or whatever. The only thing I don't like about the Will Smith performance is it's not his performance. It's the fact, and this is the same problem I had with Rocket Man. Uh, when it's produced by people involved in the story, uh, it's never going to be as damning or as deep or as gray. And I think King Richard is a feel-good movie. It hits the, the right tones. It hints at how Will Smith's character had some problems in the past, but it mostly focuses on his quirky good side. So I don't think the character is written appropriately, but in terms of what he's given to perform, and that's his job as an actor, he did a marvelous job. So I would be totally happy if Will Smith won. I think he will win. Should win is tough for me because I like Will Smith. I like Javier Bardem and being the Ricardos, and I like Benedict Cumberbatch in anything he does. But to me, just that, like I said, with Scarlett Johansson, who ended up not winning either that year, this is Andrew Garfield's, this is, this is one of the best acting years ever like in terms of just bam 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 like i said i haven't seen tammy faye yet but what everyone tells me he's fantastic and then you got tick tick boom and spider-man bam 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 just three he is on a roll right now and even though i'm not a huge tick tick boom fan i gave it three stars i thought it was fine i had, I had some issues with it but he's so you just can't stop thinking about his performance so should win. I mean, if you made me pick between the four, because I like all four performances, I would say Garfield should win. Um, I just don't think he will. Um, yeah. I, I also only have one snub uh, for this one. Because um, I thought I was going to cheat so much by having like six in supporting actor that I could only do one. So I just narrowed it down to one for everything else. But um, my one snub for this is I'm going to go Bradley Cooper in Nightmare Alley. Yeah. Um, I think, first of all, I think that he just, like I said, he's, I mentioned it earlier, he nails having feet in two different rooms, you know, having the noir aspects, but making a more modern performance. Um, it's also a more subtle performance, which I appreciate. There's a lot going on behind the eyes. There's a lot of subterfuge with his character. There's a lot of dense stuff going on because his character is, you know, he's kind of slimy in a way, but it's not too apparent because he's charming and good looking. You know, he's he's definitely got this mysterious thing that the original film did not have. So I don't want to spoil it because I know Don hasn't seen it yet, but I've there seen is the original. So yeah, I'm, I'm, there's no, a it's sub, coming. Yeah, there, no, no, no. But that's the thing. There is a subplot in the new one that did not exist or maybe it was hinted at, but does not exist in the original film. All right. That does tip you to what kind of character Bradley Cooper is, but it 
takes you a long time to get there where you're like, man, like, do I want to see this guy succeed? I'm not sure. Like, you know, like I, he is kind of a scumbag, but I kind of like him. Like he is kind of in this weird world where it looks like he's gotten the shaft. So maybe like gaming the system's okay. And then he's got this really sexy relationship with Kate Blanchett where you're just kind of like, are they going to punch each other or fuck each other? What are they doing? Like, you're not sure. <laughs> and, and then, and then like the ending, which I won't spoil also, uh, which was a great ending in the original and the, the original here. Like I said, it's a quiet, it's more of a quiet performance. He's doing a lot of subtle stuff. Like his emotional release at the end is so earned and mm -hmm. just makes the entire performance so wonderful. Like it makes you go back and be like, you know, like when I rewatch it, it's going to be like, man, he's going to get to that point. I want to see the cracks slowly going into his character. You know, like I want to see those cracks slowly going you know, death by a thousand cuts. What's that last cut that's going to break him? And um, I think it's a brilliant performance. Like I said, I, I can't say I should replace Macbeth because I haven't seen it. But like I said, Denzel's been there, done that a hundred times. But Bradley Cooper's been nominated nine times and never got one. I don't know. I just, I'm going to go with his, my snub, and I would replace Washington with him. That's my goal. If you haven't seen Nightmare Alley in black and white, do because that um, ending sequence of him with that final cry, honestly, it's just it's just beautiful. Oh, I got to see it. It was only here in Arizona for like a week or something. I barely had a chance to see. It. I wanted to see it so bad. So I was lucky. I was happy they played it at the music box up the street for me because God, see, I was. Ugh, it's so good. <laughs> No, I can't. I, I hope it's a streaming option. I mean, this is the kind of film I would buy. And it's really weird because I'm not a Guillermo del Toro guy. I've really never been like in love with his pictures. I've liked them. But I've never loved them. This film I love. Mm -hmm. so. hmm. uh, Katie, top of the order and alphabetized thing. All this right. goes to you. So best actor is mm -hmm. honestly, this is the category that um, it has my biggest snub. So whatever these guys do, I don't, I didn't really care because I don't think that the person who um, should win was even nominated of the nominations. I've seen all five. I watched King Richard last night. Uh, I think will, will win. I honestly don't understand why. Um, because I <laughs> thought he was playing a caricature of a person um, and it just seemed like it was Will Smith um, acting rather than it being natural at all. I The one endearing quality was when he interrupted the reporter that was doing the interview with Venus. And I, but the thing is, I also wish at the end they would have shown that. They would, or at least um, you could hear the audio of that because i know they probably couldn't you couldn't see the um uh the actual interview but i wish they would just to see if that was actually real um i think who should win um before going into this i thought it would have been a three-way tie between benedict cumberbatch andrew garfield and denzel washington denzel i wasn't sold on in the beginning of the tragedy of Macbeth, but then once it gets to the middle and the end, mm -hmm. he just freaking blew me away. And it was really, that was a meaty, meaty role. Um, Benedict, I think from beginning to end was just such a bastard. And, you know, 
I thought he did an amazing performance. I actually thought he would be the person who would win um, this whole thing. But now, I mean, Will Smith is just racking up everything. So I don't think there's anything that's going to stop him, honestly. I think who should win is Andrew Garfield. This is his first foray into singing. Um, He did it only for this film. Uh, Seeing interviews and seeing the performances of Jonathan Larson and then seeing him, I think he nails it. And um, some, I know a number of people don't like that movie, but I just love everything about the Broadway about it. And just, I mean, his story, it just kills me considering that, you know, right before Rent, which, you know, blew everything away with so many things um, about Broadway and, you know, modern musicals that he died the day of or the day before that performance. And yeah, I thought he did a beautiful performance, but yeah, I think it's going to be Denzel's, uh, no, sorry, Will's going to win and Andrew should. My snub, um, this is the one, Uh, Marshall Ali in Swan Song. I thought that was my absolute favorite performance of the year. It is one of my, oh, I forgot to, sorry. You know what? That was one um, for Best Supporting Actress, Naomi Harris in Swan Song. Oh, that's a great addition there, too. Um, Yeah, Marshall Ali, I, hands down, I do not think there was a better performance. I thought that was, um, he was amazing. Uh, It just is so emotional. Um, The fact that he had that duality without and just the whole, everything about the movie I thought was fantastic. And it's interesting. I've recommended this film to a number of people that don't necessarily aren't into sci-fi aren't into future things and all that stuff, but they've trusted my opinion on the film. And mm. it's um, Lauren, it's like you were saying about um, something earlier about the marketing on Oh, on mass. Oh, um, for mass. Yeah. yeah. The marketing on this. I don't know. I mean, Don, look, I was at a critic screening of this. There were six people there. Yeah. I know, I know. it's December. I know it's crazy, but that killed me. Yeah. But, I mean, it deserved far better. It's so much better. And I don't, I mean, I don't know why they didn't market it better um, or how they could have, but Honestly, I think that was a real miss for Apple TV. I think this could have been a major, major awards contender and Mm -hmm. Oscar winner if they would have um, done a better marketing job. Because, yeah, he's my favorite performance of the year. Winston Duke, I thought was very, um, I thought was great in nine days. I thought it was subtle. I thought that, um, like, that huge bravado at the end was amazing. Just a big um, showy moment. Yeah. And then um, Nicolas Cage and Pig. I mean, yes, yes. Um, I honestly was very, very surprised that that did not get more awards recognition for that performance. I really yeah. liked Pig. I think that um, Neon this year really nailed it um, mm-hmm. with everything they were putting out. And Nicolas Cage, I think, basically. His performance was kind of like a middle finger to everyone who's doubted him for stuff for mm. like, you know, Willie's Wonderland and um, different things. It's like, look, he can act. He does act. He's an exceptional actor. Um, so oh, yeah. uh, it's a joke's on you if you don't think he can do this. Mm. And yeah, those are my snubs. All right. All right. 
I, I am next. Um, yeah, the, the will win, it seems, man, really apparent that it's going to be Will Smith. And and I get it. You know, it's it, it's probably a placating thing at this point because the Oscars are really struggling with, with star power and accessibility with general audiences and all that horseshit that they try to push with that. And we've seen the the you know the, the stars who who and i don't want to say get down or dirty or independent or something like that to to do a thing but yeah this is this is a showy part for a guy who's a big big star and it's it's a sentimental pick and i i when i see those um that archival footage of 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 um of the williams father at the end uh, he does a good yeah it's it's character to a degree but it's also the convictions there in, in the in the modification of what what you know that big charisma that will is is there to it's worth thank it's, thank it's a worthy you. spot oh will smith right. yeah will smith but no it's it's worth it's i i can understand why he's nominated and why he gets love um i don't think he should win just like just like everybody else that has kind of submitted so far um as much as I, I'm with Katie. As much as I love Denzel Washington, and where he is just the fucking man every time he steps out, and mm-hmm. to see him, you know, bring his stage roots to the big screen with with a enormous Shakespeare part that is a very very difficult role, and I know we all think, oh, just Denzel just comes out there and hits every mark and nails every beat and and growls and yells every chance he gets, and it's just the, the powerful thing that that he is. Um, but apply that to Shakespeare, uh, throw that in black and white, you know, and and just put, you know, put those, you know, those chains around him and watch him still break them says you're the best goddamn guy in the whole wide world. You know, mm-hmm. I, that's the he's the best actor working today, in my opinion. And so it's one of those moments where if I'm going by default that that's the guy that, that's that's that, that's the complaint we had of Meryl Streep is when you're better than everyone else and you always get nominated until someone beats you you're the damn best but I'm with everyone else here where that Andrew Garfield should win this it, it's just such a perfect year for him a big part uh, a meaningful part in a, in a in a celebration of things that it's it's just as much of a celebration of of Hollywoodness so to speak or show business so to speak that the Academy tends to love and you know, I know we're not, we're only voting for tick tick boom, but like Will said earlier, you do get to kind of vote for that 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 entirety of resume. And he does steal Spider Man, and he is really damn good in the eyes of Tammy Faye. Where I can't see how a voter doesn't turn those on and go, man, that's him too, and mm-hmm. and pile on a little bit. And I'm surprised, I, I, and to have all that be there, and to have Benedict be third. Is, is amazing to me because yet he just commands the screen in the, in the role he's got. But no, I think, I think this is Will Smith's year for stardom's sake. And it, that's going to be fine. If that can propel him into better roles. Great. I hope that turns his career a little bit better than Halle Berry's did post Oscar, but we're will and knowing will he'll be fine, but I'd love to see him, you know, Hey, take this and, and do some serious stuff, not just cartoon around every now and then. And so, but, but if this was Garfield's place, what a springboard to just launch him to a place where he's not just uh, he's been such a supporting actor or just an almost there actor for a lot of things. But this would be the thing that just says, Hey, I have arrived and I'm at the top of my game in my prime. And that'd be great. Snub wise. I, yeah, I echo Winston Duke. Uh, I caught that movie nine days um, over a year and a half ago at the AFI film fest in LA. 
and super early. I think it was it maybe even his premiere. And just it blew my mind. Just uh, one when you see Winston Duke in us or you see him in Black Panther, he he's just such a monstrous uh, mountain of a man where presence is is, mm -hmm. a, is huge with him. And he could turn on a ton of charm. He can turn on a lot of, uh, you know, evil. Just he, he, he can just bring a lot of emotion. And to have him squelch that into that really personable role of this uh educate for for souls in, in an existential movie is really impressive and like katie said he's got a big showy kind of poetic ending that it goes to another level that compared to other actors um i'll, I'll echo maharshala ali for swan song uh, another exit another existential sci-fi year where it's a dual part it's a very difficult part to play uh, with really heavy emotions and he nails it and my little dark horse snub that i just want to advertise and i i i dropped in olga merides for in the heights earlier for a supporting actress anthony ramos in in the heights oh, the guy so does everything he's mm. charming he's romantic he's dramatic he can sing he can dance and in a year and in, in a year and in an era of hollywood where we're starting to really enjoy and love that i know andrew garfield came out and not so much the dancing but you know saying and acted and emoted and there's part of me that even thinks Anthony in a lot of places did it better. And I love Anthony Ramos and in the Heights where I, I'll give him some love in that department. So Lauren, follow me up and finish the category. Um, have you seen monsters and men from 2018? It was a neon title. I have not. I need to tell me more. about um, it. it has Anthony Ramos in it and he's so phenomenal. Has John David Washington in it too. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's, ah. uh, yeah, it's very, very, Timely. It's actually directed by the guy who did King Richard, actually, Ronaldo yeah, Marcus right. Green. So I highly recommend checking out Monsters of Men if you're an Anthony Ramos fan and also um, John David Washington. And he plays John David Washington plays a, a a cop, but he's also, you know, like he himself is also black. So there's this like it's really it's like pre a cab, like it's just like a couple years before the, all the Black Lives Matter protests. Anyway, the movie's excellent. Um, so I highly recommend uh, Monsters and Men. Um, let's see. I don't think Javier Bardem should be on this list at all. Totally agree. Uh, he's a great actor. That has nothing. Oh, yeah. It's just, it was completely miscast. Thank he was you. completely miscast. He did a good job. But I mean, it should have been, I mean, honestly, no, if we're talking no, about Ricky you, Ricardo. Don. No, thank if it, you. <laughs> if we're talking about Ricky Ricardo, it should have been Oscar Isaac. Um, now we're talking. But uh, anyway, Javier Bardem should just not be here. Um, I honestly, I'm going to pull another one out, like Dark Horse wise. I think Benedict Cumberbatch wins. Okay. Um, I wouldn't be although, upset I would not be shocked. That. I would like that a lot. Oh, I'd like it too. I so, think it'd be great. Although, I mean, I honestly I don't know. I think this know, is the most competitive like, category. I know the voting odds are lean into Will, yeah. but Garfield has a lot of love. Benedict has a lot of love. And Will, of course, is kind of reigning in where this is a really close race. Well, Benedict yeah. was getting all of the awards before. And then yeah. now Will's getting them. That's why it's like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm not sure. And then I know like Jane Campion said something she shouldn't have said. So I don't know if that's going to hurt chances for Power of the Dog. But mm. um, I don't know. I think Benedict might win for this. Will Smith, I actually really loved King Richard. I actually was really surprised. I was kind of dreading it. Um, I was like a two and a half, like I used to play tennis and I was like two and a half hour movie about like this guy, right? Like about Mr. Williams, but like, I really liked King Richard. I thought Will Smith was actually great in it. I just, 
have a similar issue you guys do. Uh, he and Leonardo DiCaprio are similar to me in that. Okay. I'm always aware that it's one of them acting. Mm. Like Leonardo DiCaprio like never disappears into a role for me. It's always, oh, that's Leonardo oh. DiCaprio in this movie. Okay. And I feel the same way about Will Smith. Like, oh, it's Will Smith in this movie. It's not really. So that's, it's just, that's just on me. That's like just my thing. I just, I can't watch these. Like, I just, it's obvious to me that it's them in the movie. Hmm. Um, but anyway, so Will Smith has that for me. So that's why I went with Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, who should win, in my opinion, is Andrew Garfield. Um, Tick, Tick, Boom. I'm the Broadway girl. Tick, Tick, Boom was my favorite movie of last year, even if go. it wasn't the best movie of last year. Mm. That movie was over, and I was like, I wish I could experience that again for the first time. Like, I... Yeah. Nice. I loved it. I was blown away by Andrew Garfield. I listened to the Netflix soundtrack all the time. I... I yeah. I want in my heart of hearts Andrew Garfield to win. Um, I just don't think he will. Um, if we're talking about snubs, uh, I definitely have Nick Cage on there for Pig. Yeah. Just what, like, what are they even doing? Like, I, girl, what in the actual fuck? Preach, preach. <laughs> like, what are we even doing? Um, so I have him down. Uh, I actually do have Bradley Cooper down for Nightmare Alley as well. Um, nice. I know Will loved that movie more than I did, but like, I really, that was like, I thought Bradley Cooper was great. He was basically two different characters or mm -hmm. three different characters in that whole movie. Um, I put down this next actor. He's in a movie that I absolutely detested. Like it's on one of my worst of last year, but he did a great job. Um, Simon Rex from Red Rocket. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've heard, I I've heard many people brag about that. Yeah. Yeah. I like, never should be yeah. that. I've I'm in the minority on that movie, I guess. I oh my I did not like it. Like strong dislike. It was absolutely not my thing. But he was I, I think Simon Rex, um, you know, was was great. And then my last one, uh, talk about another movie that never like went anywhere. Um, because I saw this back in 20, 2020, I think it was like during lockdown, it was like virtual Sundance. Clifton Collins Jr. in Jockey. Ooh, yes. Oh. Nice. Um, yeah. Too like, small. Of, like, that was, like Duke, where it's one of those small roles that not enough people are going to see, but it's so good. Oh, my God. And, it was and, so good. And he's one of those actors that have been. Constant character. Just yeah. coming through, like, has been just in everything for, like, the last 25 years. <laughs> he was even great. in Nightmare Alley, he but he was drastically underused. Yeah. Like, that was. But yeah, like, so I have, you know, I have Nick Cage and I have Clifton Collins Jr. and Bradley Cooper and Simon Rex. If, if I could say something about Nicolas Cage real quick. Oh, Just please. Some of, some, of his, <laughs> some of his big, I mean, you know, obviously he's put out a lot of like VOD stuff because he needs to get money because of his tax issues or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I mean, just the last couple major films he's come out with, Mandy. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, Color Out of Space, Ghost, Prisoners of the Ghostland, Willy's Wonderland, and Pig. It's like, those are all, I mean, even if you don't even like Willy's Wonderland, which I did not, it's, I mean, those are all just, I mean, people are sleeping on him 
I, because they think he's a joke. Those are all great performances. All of those movies are great performances. He's got a big one here this coming month that I think is going to be the thing that launches him one more step further. Yes. You know, what is it? Yeah, the, unbearable, the unbearable, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah, yeah. I, I think saw that's that gonna be the one. last night, actually. Ooh. Yeah, you were you was Collins there with you? Yeah, Collins was there, and then two uh, other other yeah. friends of ours. Yeah, because we invited uh, him to be on the show last night, and he was like, "I got to go to the unbearable weight of massive talent." And I was like, "Okay, fine. You don't want to be on the show, then piss off, Collins." <laughs> I also, I also meant to say something when it was my turn. You all were talking about Swan Song, and I literally mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, the Udo Kier movie." Oh yeah, that's probably in that. And I had yeah. to Google, I had to IMDb it real quick, and I was like, "Oh shit, there were two movies called Swan Song." So now I have two to check out. Yes. Plus nine days. I've heard my, nine days and you guys have just cemented that for me. My dad did that the other day. He goes, um, cause I told him I wanted to watch Coda and he goes, I watched Coda the other day. And I went, really? He's like, yeah, Patrick Stewart was great in that. And I went, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? And, he's, and he was like, and he was like, no, you didn't know that Patrick Stewart's in Coda. I'm like, no, he's not in Coda. And apparently it was, there was a movie like three yep. or four years ago with Patrick yeah. Stewart and Katie Holmes. Right. Called Coda, and my dad was talking about. It. He was like, "Yeah, it's a really great movie. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad it's up for Best Picture." I'm like, "No, no, it's that's yeah, not the Coda yeah. we're talking about, Dad." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, right. yeah. Okay, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad we clarified Coda and Swan Song because I was like, "That's weird." <laughs> okay. Yeah, Lauren, right. I if I can say something, Lauren, the sentiment, what you said about um, as soon as you got done watching Tick Tick Boom. You want to go back in time and like watch it all over again to have that feeling. Mm. I mean, that is what I mean, any movie wants you to do. And that yep. it just, I just well loved said. hearing that sentiment so much. It's like, <laughs> I, I honestly, I hope Netflix listens to this because like this is the kind of thing that they, you know, put on the screen grabs of like all the advertisers. Like, I just want to go back and watch that movie for the first time. It's like, uh, that's such a beautiful feeling. <laughs> no, and I, 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 yeah, I rarely feel that. And so I was like, I just was stunned. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be echoing. I, I won't say it as great as, or as well as Lauren did, but I will be echoing that sentiment for my best picture. All right, here we go. Here so, we go. Yeah. Well, before we get to there, we have best director and best picture, and then we'll kind of open it up to under the title, just closing thoughts kind of thing. I do need to drop us in here for a 90 minute later <laughs> midweek midway read so it's like drive my car where the credits oh came in an hour into yeah the movie. here we go so <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we will break for a short announcement from our non-corporate partners and friends what's up gang this is Hoptimus. you've been listening to one of the great new podcasts from ruminations radio network if you want some more tasty sound vibes come check out my new podcast the retro futures culture where we talk about alternate timelines cyberpunk anime and other crazy worlds if that does not strike your fancy we have plenty of other great shows at ruminationsradionetwork.com so our next category is best director and lauren the wheel has landed on you to go first oh my gosh um, some of these choices surprised me a little bit. Um, now in full disclosure, I have not seen Licorice Pizza. That is the only best picture nominee and directing nominee that I have not seen. Um, but I mean, I can't imagine it deserves to be on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as directing goes, um, I think. 
I still think Power of the Dog is going to win. Um, I I don't think like Jane's recent remarks necessarily. Like I know I was going back and forth on it. Uh, I think still being like the only woman because I assume Ryusuke Hamaguchi is male. He is. Yes, he is. Yes. Okay. Um, I I think Power of Dog is going to win. Um, it probably also should. Um, although, man, I'm a sucker for black and white cinematography, but maybe that's where Belfast should be instead. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, Belfast had some really good moments, though, with like the the uh, Christmas Carol performance and like Judy Dench. Like, you could see the color of the performance, like through her glasses. You guys all saw Belfast, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. I think Power of the Dog will win. I think Belfast actually should. I've mm. talked myself into it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, I think Belfast should win. Um, I thought Spielberg did a great job with West Side Story, especially for a musical that I've always said I hated. Um, mm. I just, I had more issues with like how the film looked from like a set deck perspective. Uh, how it looked fake to me, but that has nothing. That's not here or there. Interesting, um, interesting, incorrect, but interesting, interesting. No, it's this, <laughs> I, it's this trend. I feel like it's this trend these days of of like filming musicals and stuff, and it's make it. I don't know. I was not anyway. Blah. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I think. As for, uh, okay, so Power of the Dog, I think, is going to win. I actually think Belfast should talk myself into it. Uh, cause I'm also okay. not, I'm also not team power of the dog. Like I don't or whatever, yeah. but, um, uh, the snubs. snubs, Yeah, I have a long, I have, well, long, I have three people on here. Um, I have Rebecca Hall yes. on here, mm. yes. Yes. passing, uh, which also should probably also go under cinematography. Yes. I agree. Uh, because you can't just like turn a film black and white. You can't just like turn the color off. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, right. right. So I have Rebecca Hall for best director. Uh, I have um, David Lowry for Green Knight. Okay. Uh, a movie that I also did not enjoy, but that doesn't change the fact that it was probably the most beautiful film to yeah, watch. I didn't enjoy it either, year, but I tipped my hand to Lowry. Yeah. Um, and then honestly, I'm massively shocked, and I would replace, like, I would replace PTA with um, Dennis Villeneuve. For Dune, mm. yes, okay. um, like that movie, Dune, blew me away. Like even when I was kind of bored in parts, I was just fascinated with how this happened. Like how this got <laughs> made. Like I just was. It was fucking amazing. And uh, yeah, so those are my three. Those are my snubs. Lauren, I mean, seriously, are did you get into my brain again? Because that is how I was at Dune. I like watching Dune. I was like, I don't understand how did we are we able to go to space? I don't know know. what is going on. (laughs) Like, how how did this movie happen? happen? Like, what? Those were actually my words when I was watching it. So hearing you say this, I'm like, what? Yes, I yeah, it's this this thing of nominee is just kind of shocking to me that he's not on there. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh boy. Will you get to follow that snickering giggle? Good luck. I do. Okay. Well, I mean, Denny Villeneuve directed my all-time favorite film, which is Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Which I, I'm going to give a plug here uh, oh, to no. to Lauren's Majestic Theaters because okay. Blade Runner twenty forty nine was top five, but their presentation of it um, at Majestic Theaters uh, in Tempe. Um, the sound, something about the setup, just the screen, the sound, it was so immersive that it moved it to number one for me. So it was one of those things where Majestic literally changed. I mean, I was already top five, but literally put it into the top, the top spot for me because of your theater. So shout out to Majestic because that presentation of Blade Runner 2049 was uh, wonderful. But yes, technically a wonderful film, but I don't even think it's the best designed Dune film. I think that goes to David Lynch, so I can't even give credit for that because I actually think David Lynch's Dune is much more creative and goofy and weird and sci-fi and more with the book. So I'm not going to sit here and trash Villeneuve because, like I said, he directed my all-time favorite movie, but you're all wrong. So anyway, the point is, let's move on. Again, we're not talking about set decoration. No, talking about best director. (laughs) Right? No, I I just, I don't, I mean. Understand the the assignment. The the thing is that it just doesn't, like, he did half a film for me. And I'm not talking about the story. I'm talking about. Which is funny because part two's coming. No, no, no. no. I I just said. I just said not the story. I'm saying he did half a movie for me. He he wowed me with the visuals, but gave me nothing on an emotional level. Mm-hmm. And that is not a that is a director's job. I'm sorry, like because other directors I, have done that with both. You agree or you don't agree? I don't agree. Like you that, changing today? You're the one who agreed with me that it was emotionally dead. Yes, you, me and not, I can't put that on Villeneuve. Put yeah, that you have to. It's the director material. getting it, the performances no, out of the person. He turns a camera on and turns the camera off and says cute well, little that's, words. That's it, man. That is a horrifically regressive look at what a director does. I I'm guarantee okay you. I I guarantee you that is not what a director does. But whatever, fine. It's one fine. of the many things he has to do. He or she has to do. But I, yeah, I, I he can't lead. He can lead a horse to water, but he can't make him drink. Let's use the the school analogy here. I don't know. Okay. I don't. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. But okay, fine, whatever. Anyway, let's move on to. Yeah. No. You. If you finished, you're all you've done is talk about Villeneuve, and it's not even your snub. Come on. You're will win. You should win your snub. Will win is champion. Yeah. I I feel like that's been in the cards. Um, Should win, and I'll be a complete hypocrite here because I'm just talking about all these other nominees (laughs) who've been there and done that. It should be Spielberg. Spielberg is 75 years old he hasn't had a spielbergian movie since what ai munich i mean it's been a long time since he's yeah minor well minority report was before munich munich was oh five so i mean he's he has he's been he never mails it in exactly but you know or Oh, I think he's mailed it in for 15 years, but yes, I'm with you. No, I don't think so. I don't think so because, I mean, his films still have a a great craft to them. Ready Player One is a pile of trash, but uh, the worst worst film he's ever directed. So, do you hear that double gasp from the ladies? That's fine. And 
That's fine. I don't care. I don't give a shit. The new Will is like, here. That's right. I, don't, Honestly, I forgot that he directed Ready Player One. So that's he, how he did not direct was. Ready Player One. He sat in a chair and everyone said, press enter on the keyboard. Funny. And we'll put that so in did here. Denis Villeneuve. That's amazing. So he... Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. There's a difference between getting a performance out of a person and getting a performance out of an animated person. But, there's a big difference. Oh, not really, but okay, mm-hmm. sure. Okay, so now you're going to pick nits with me about this. Okay, whatever. Get the to point, your fucking pick. The point is, okay, Will is campion, should is Spielberg. He delivered one of the best films of his entire career, my number one film of the year. I knew from the moment the, the screen started, the moment the movie started, I was like, holy shit, Spielberg's back. Uh, and for him to do his first musical at age 75, phenomenal job. Uh, love it. Um PTA should not be on here. Kenneth Branagh, I've always loved. He's one of my favorite directors of all time. Uh, I just don't think he's going to win. Um, Hamaguchi, it was great. I think he did a great job with Drive My Car, but not like a, you know, if he got great performances, if I'm going to use that with Villeneuve, he got great performances. He didn't do anything like phenomenal with the camera. Like it was, it was a very performance-based thing. It, it wasn't a showy picture. So my snub is going to be one I don't think anyone's been talking about, but and it's not a debut film, but it's a debut studio film for this person. It's probably their second film. Uh, but I'm going to go with Nia DaCosta for Candyman. I thought, okay, um, I thought that. I mean, that's another one from the opening credits throughout. It was so stylish and cool, and had a uh, for someone who had only directed one film before, had such style to it that you could like say is Decostian now. It's just, it had starting with Chicago upside down in the clouds was so evocative mm-hmm. to start the picture. Mm-hmm. I was just like, Hold, I feel like I'm already in a fantasy land and it, and her decisions on what to do, but also the performances, just all of it was just, I think because I think directing is a little bit more than just point and shoot and take action. I think that she got watch a behind the scenes picture of Eastwood do his thing and he ain't doing shit. Okay. I'm telling you. It's well, not anymore. Not anymore. True. <laughs> not anymore because he can't fucking walk. All right. So anyway, the point is Nita Costa, wonderful yeah. job with Candyman. I think it's a brilliantly visual and emotionally evocative film that deals with a lot of subtlety um, that a younger director usually can't handle that well. And she did it remarkably. So Nia DaCosta is my one snub for directing. Okay. That's, That's good. a strong pick. Yeah. That's good. Katie. All right. Uh, so this, I agree with the number of what has been said. Belfast, I thought visually, like if we were doing cinematography uh, nominations, I think visually I thought Belfast was one of my favorite movies to watch. I didn't necessarily think it was my favorite film. I thought he did a great job evoking um, emotion from Syrian Hines and um, Judy Dench, but I thought the story, again, just, it didn't go to the place I thought it needed to go, and it's same Oh, I agree with you. With the Ugh. directing, especially with everything going on at Ireland at that time, I just felt like mm. You just ah, you're one of those people with Belfast. Got it. Yeah, Yeah, it was really tame. It was really tame. We've had this. Me and Don finally agree on something with this. Uh, We 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 won't we won't 
take your time. But at least you agreed that a director does get performances out of an actor. So thank oh you very gosh. much for confirming that. <laughs> He's got no, thank you, Katie. I appreciate that very nine, much. Thank you. Move nine, on. Move on. Continue. Continue with your thoughts. Job is to put them in position now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, in a tunnel. I'm in a tunnel. I'm in a tunnel. Bullshit. Okay. You are uh, in a tunnel. tunnel. Go ahead. Um, Katie, Katie, go ahead. Continue, go please. Ahead, Katie. Uh, licorice pizza, I'm not going to go into. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Will Win, Should Win, I think is going to be Jane Campion, Power the Dog. You're wearing I the really shirt. I really wish she had not said what she did at the Critics' Choice. I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. I know there had been, what, two weeks of just relentless bullshit from the Sam Elliott um, interview, mm -hmm. which, again, who cares what he thinks? Because yep. then, then why are you then translating that? But I don't think that that should disturb her from, well, no, you know what? If the Academy doesn't give it to her for that, then I'm going to say this since we can curse. Fuck you since you've given it to um, pedophile rapists. Okay. Good call. So if you're going to do something, if you're going to go with people's background, yeah, don't go into that. Thank you very mm -hmm. much. Yeah. Um, I thought Steven Spielberg, honestly, uh, West Side Story is one of my favorite musicals. Uh, and I was going in there. I thought he did a beautiful job. And honestly, it, um, it made me much more emotional than I thought it would. Mm -hmm. I don't, and I honest, I don't even know. I mean, I've seen the muse, the original musical eight jillion times. And I think he, I just, the way he modernized it to actually make that scene and Rita Marino, um, the character that she did and for her to point out, it's like, so you guys, um, you guys are a bunch of rapists, which, you know, in, the original um, mm -hmm. uh, musical, you don't hear that. And it's like, that's what they're doing. They were going yeah. to gang rape her. And thank you for um, pointing that out and stopping that because they're just animals. And it's like, it's, that's the world that they live in. And that's something that I thought was a scene that was just like, oh, that packed a punch. And that's why, you know, going back to the best supporting actress, but I do think it's going to be Power of the Dog. I thought she did an amazing job. I thought the music, I, I thought the movie, seeing it on the big screen is just, uh, it really is stunning. And I think she um, will win and should win. Uh, besides Denny Villeneuve for Dune, I think that was a major snub. Um, I, I, like Lauren said, I mean, Lauren nailed it. Like, honestly, watching that film on screen, I was dumbfounded and just also elated to know that this is what humans can do. This is the magic, um, of movie making. And I, yeah, I think if, the biggest one of the snubs, I think he should have been in here. Uh, the other four that I have are actually, it's their first time. It's their first films. Uh, Rebecca Hall with Passing. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. As far as I know, Edson Oda with Nine Days. This is his first film. I think so. Um, Fran Kranz, um, Fran Kranz with Mass. Um, mm -hmm. And then Benjamin Cleary mm -hmm. with Swan yep. Song. Uh, yep. And again, Benjamin, I think Swan Song is a beautiful film. I think Everything about the direction in that is just absolutely outstanding. And yeah, um, besides Vinny, um, Denny Villeneuve, I think Benjamin Clary and Swan Song really, um, again, it really should have been nominated for Best Director because I think he made that film um, just something spectacular in my eyes. I love it. 
good stuff. I'm glad you're diving into those indie things because I, I'm right there with you. I'll do snubs first. Where, yeah, I with I'll second Cleary for Swan Song. I'll second o, uh, Oda for Nine Days. The other snub I put here is uh, Jill Cohen for Tragedy Macbeth. You know, I know that's. Yeah. Uh, I know he's rolling solo and I know he's won in other places where he doesn't need this, but, um, but doing Shakespeare in a, in a very revisionist way and in, in, almost in the, even in a truncated way, cause it's, they take a two and a half hour play and trim it to a, a pretty tidy and pretty tight 90 minutes with uh, fantastic performances and still all of the roller coasters that go with that play. And to do that with the, um, the production design and all the moving parts that kind of, that, that are the stylistic way that that is presented I was blown away. So uh, Joel Cohen, I thought deserves a shot to be there. Um, I for the sh- uh, for the will win, yeah. Jane Campion, I think, has this in the bag. I don't think these comments are going to bother her one bit. Uh, she apologized pretty quickly afterwards, anyway. As much as we want to be the person that the people that say I don't give a shit about what Sam Elliott said, guess what? I don't give a shit about what Ka- Jane Campion said. It's 90 minutes of an award speech. She's allowed to say what she wants. She puts her foot in her mouth. We all do. She apologized for it. I'm done. Um, but I know some people are you know, saltier about those sort of things than anything. And I'm with Katie. If that's the reason why a bunch of old coot voters don't vote for her, yeah, fuck the Oscars. And the, you know, those people need to die off and we need to get new membership like we've been trying to do for the last decade. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Should win. I, I, I side with my podcast partner here. Uh, this is Steven Spielberg. You know, just or, uh, uh, managing, orchestrating, orchestrating, putting people in the right places to per, to to perform, assembling the usual crack team that he has of uh, of Michael Kahn at editor and, and uh, uh, Kaminsky at cinematographer, and creating all of the different ways to make West Side Story feel new and different while still being exactly what we remember it having being able to do and i'm with katie that modernization of not just themes but represent um representative casting and a new choreography and even just that just the different vibes of it it just you would never think something so familiar and so iconic could feel and be new and different while still being set when it is but it was and spielberg comes out and does that like will said at 75 in his first musical proving every bit of the talent and visionary power that he is and almost like my what i said for denzel for best actor sometimes when you're the best fucking guy in the world and the best fucking guy in the block you you should earn the you should be racking up hardware and it's been too long since steven spielberg has had oscar shine on him and i would love to see him win uh but at the that is i can't put that at the expense of of jane campion and what that would mean for women and and what she did to come out of 12 years of retirement to make what she made and it's a very powerful film not a film that hits me at like a ton of bricks but i respect what she did and pulled what she to put what she put out there so yeah there's best director all right let me spin the wheel to see who opens the closing best picture category drum roll and it's gonna be oh crap it's me all right uh (laughs) so for best picture i will be a quick one here to say i honestly maybe i'm one of those people who says this expanding the field to 10 is creating their own tokenism where you're just placating at that point to just expand the field to an unrealistic level of contenders that half of them many times don't deserve to be there are there just to kind of make a few things feel happy pad a few resumes where i it's hard for me to find snubs from a 10 
film field. Will I exchange a few out of here or shave a few off for other things? I certainly would. You know, I, I think Don't Look Up doesn't deserve to be there. I think Drive My Car as good as it can be. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm one of those assholes that says, you know, you, you have a Best International Feature Award for a reason. Stay in your lane. Uh, King Richard, while being a fine, motivational, damn. nice little film. I, <laughs> hey, good well, King, God damn, sir. Sir. <laughs> Um, King Richard for being a nice motivational sports film is a people's choice award thing, not the best picture of the year. Uh, Licorice Pizza is a, a dalliance from PTA where he's done 800 times better things than that. Doesn't deserve to be there. Uh, been there, done that with Guillermo del Toro and Nightmare Alley, where you get a five, a true, a true field of five is Belfast, Coda, Power of the Dog, West Side Story, and I guess you have to start flipping coins for things like dune or drive my car but my that's where my snub would come in i would put the tragedy macbeth as a top five film if not a person a film that deserves to have a shot to win so um anything less than that in the snub category would be uh admiring indie films you know things like swan song in nine days but i also know that once you get to this level the elitistness of oscars that kind of is inherent and needs to be there like we're choosing the best of the best not just the the cutest of the cuter the artsiest of the artsiest where you get to this level and it's got to be big and it's got to be important and for the will win i think this is the year where the glass ceiling is broken by the power of the dog and Netflix will be through the moon with the fact that they were able to do that with uh, a revisionist progressive Western directed by a woman and, and all the boxes that it checks where it might not be winning a lot of things in the performance categories and uh, earlier that we've been talking about, but this is the spot where you get to the creme de la creme and here comes Jane Campion at best director. Here comes power of the dog at best picture. That's who I think will win, who I think should win. Um, that's where I'm on a coin toss the fields between Belfast and Coda. Uh, I'm a Coda man. That's my number one film of the year. And I, it's one of those, but I, I grant that it's one of those situations where the feel good movie wins instead of the auteur pick or the, the advanced, the medium kind of pick. And every now and then I'm at peace when those movies do. Um, I, I'm, I don't like it when it's something like, like green book that feels really forced and baity and placating where coda is genuine made by genuine people and i really admired that for that uh, this feels more like rocky beating you know network and and all the president's men uh but i know that coda is not really i know it doesn't have a shot and, and even me saying should is a little bit strong where uh, my should probably is belfast because to me that might be the extra doses of prestige are there that make it a little bit better of a feels pick and more of a populist. Hey, we, you need to have a good guy win at the end of the night. And that to me is more Belfast than power of the dog where, uh, and, and also those Oscars still kind of do that thing of, you know, checking resumes and, and, and going into like, when's it a time for somebody to get their shot or somebody to get their place. And if, if Kenneth Branagh can't win for original screenplay earlier in the night, this is the probably the only one chance he would have is a best picture upset where the, the feel good movie beats the Western. So I'd love to see that happen. Um, I hope he just wins original screenplay early in the night and, it, and then we don't have to worry about that and you know, power of the dog can do what it wants to do. But I root for Belfast, man. Uh, Lauren. You follow What's me. your snub? What was your snub? My yeah, snub, yeah. I don't have. Tragedy Macbeth was the best I got there because to me, there's not a snub where you have a feel of 10. There's a whole bunch of 
bullshit there that doesn't need to be there. Gotcha. <laughs> um, I don't agree that there shouldn't be 10. It really actually bothers me more when there's like only eight or mm. nine. Uh, five or 10. Pick one. Yeah, um, I, and I, my vote's five. I, <laughs> I'm fine with 10. I just, I don't love any of these is my problem. Like, okay. Like, I think Will knows this. I do a scale that's letterbox, not so much. Uh, I mean, only sometimes. But like, there's the enjoyment scale versus the quality scale. I do the same. And that's how I judge a film. Um, I didn't enjoy Belfast, but it was a quality made film. I thought it was lacking in a lot of parts. I think Katie said that. Uh, Someone that I follow on Letterboxd said that Jojo Rabbit did it better. And I was like, yeah, it totally Ooh. did. Yes. Um, I agree with like you. Like Belfast, I was just, it didn't go far enough. I agree there. Mm -hmm. uh, don't look up, shouldn't be on there, but like, it's fine. Like all the, like, it's whatever. Um, Coda was cute, highly predictable, um, but you know, cute. Uh, Drive my car, we've established earlier, <laughs> off off mic, but I'll say it now that I have my mic on. Uh, I wish I could get those three hours back. Uh -huh. um, Dune, again, one of my favorites of the year. Is it a best picture? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, you know, uh, King Richard, I enjoyed it. That is not like, why is that on? Like, it's yep. not the like, I, it's like words have no meaning anymore. Um, licorice pizza again, I haven't seen it, but you cannot possibly tell me that it is as good as There Will Be Blood or Phantom Thread. Thread. Like, no, right. there's no way it's not. It's not. Um, so Nightmare Alley, I do think deserves to be on there though. Uh, Power of the Dog again, it's fine. I don't like westerns, so it was a struggle for me to get through it. Um, it's going to win. I mean, that one's going to mm -hmm. win. Um, West Side Story, I do think belongs on there uh, for making me like actually like a musical that I have never actually liked. And I know that's ironic coming from the Broadway girl, but like I have never liked West Side Story. And um, I always thought I knew how the movie ended. Uh, turns out I've never actually finished the 1961 West Side Story in its entirety because <laughs> I did not know how it ended. Uh, so that was, uh, hey, Steven Spielberg was able to surprise me uh, with an ending nice. <laughs> 60 years after the fact. Wow. Um, but uh, like I knew it was based on Romeo and Juliet, but I literally thought that they both lived at the end. Like I have thought that for almost 37 years that they both lived at the Dang. end. Which means I never actually finished the original West Side Story because wow. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> I know, Katie, that you love it. I just, oh, I just. Oh, I just West Side don't... Story. Yeah. Oh no, no, I didn't like, love it. I just, I actually felt, um, actually mo emotions that I was not expecting. I didn't know that you liked the actual musical though. Oh, 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 yes. And I, I did definitely yeah. don't. Yeah. Um, Power of the Dog is gonna win. What should win? Uh, I'm going with Nightmare Alley or West Side Story. I would love for go. either of those to win um and i don't really have any snubs on here like i know i said tick tick boom was my favorite movie of like of last year i like that to me is still not like 
it's my best picture or like Dune might be one of my best pictures, but it's not the best the, picture of right? the year. Yeah. So I don't, I went back through my letterbox real quick before this whole thing started. And like, there is nothing I think from last year that I would put on here, to be honest. Like I am not, I am not thrilled with any of these nominees. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and here I, I'll be that person that says, I still feel like this year's stronger than last year. I know it was a COVID weird year, but at least there's something. I don't know. Last year sucked. <laughs> I can't even remember last year, to be honest. I can't I either. I... That should tell you something, you know? Yeah. But I don't think we're going to remember anything from this year either, no. except maybe I, Power of the Dog. Like, honest, maybe Power of the Dog, but not because it's, no like, year. actually, like, the best picture of the year. It will, it that isn't. movie, I almost guarantee it now. That movie will be in one year and out the other in a year's time. Not yeah, I can't remember last week, to be honest, so that doesn't mean much. <laughs> I can't, you can't judge the Oscars on that, so. <laughs> I just, ugh. I don't know. All these movies came out, I feel like, at the end of the year-ish. And it left off like in the Heights isn't anywhere on here. No, like for anything. So it's like if a movie gets released before August, it's it's out of luck. And that just is a bummer. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Will. Yo. Okay. well, uh, so we we, I'm not going to get too crazy into this. I would like to hear some people's thoughts. And when I mean some people, I mean everybody but Don. There it is. Uh, about but my stuff, but because uh, I've already heard enough uh, in a previous episode that'll be released next week. Um, but when I was looking at my top 10 list of 2021, and, and granted, I haven't seen everything, and I think that's kind of impossible. I looked at Letterboxd, I'd seen 75 films from 2021. I think that's enough to make your own top 10 list, even if you miss something like a Macbeth or an Eyes of Tammy Faye or something. Um, when I look at my top 10 list, I have one, two, three four of these best pictures on my top 10. So I am also in the Lauren camp. And also Don has also preached this before that there is your favorites versus best. I get Uh that. Um, In this case, uh, my top two films of the year were West Side Story and Nightmare Alley. So those are both in there. So I think my should win should be no surprise that I think it should be West Side Story. It's my favorite film of the year. Now, here's the thing. I am getting a very weird... 1917 vibe from Power of the Dog right now. Oh, so, uh, because I loved 1917. Yeah. No, 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 no. I did too. What I'm saying is, is that 1917 was the winner all year for Best Picture until it didn't. Oh, so, that. So, so it was the choice. It was pretty much like the award's favorite to win. I mean, Best Picture. Everyone that was parasite was rolling though, man. It was rolling, but no one in his, no foreign film in history had ever won Best Picture. So yeah, no one but, predicted that that would win. I'm not saying the quality. Sure. I'm not saying 1917 is better than Parasite. No, 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 oh no. my God, that was Parasite year. 1917 was Parasite year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I voted for 1917. Me too. Yeah, Me no, too. I think I think everybody was picking 1917 because that if we want to talk about glass ceilings, that yeah. possibility of an international film winning wasn't even thought of. So I'm not talking about quality. I'm getting kind of a 1917 feel that I feel like Power of the Dog has been spoken about so much as the natural winner of this uh-huh. that I kind of feel like something's got to come uh, ahead of it. Uh, and I and right now, in terms of the odds, I'm looking at golden Derby, or goldderby.com right now. Coda is right now number two. 
Is uh, it? In the I odds, yes. I figured it'd be Belfast. Um, so, okay. Belfast is three. West Side Story is four. Now, I think West Side Story should win, but I don't think it has a chance now. I, I got a weird feeling. I was going to say will win is Power of the Dog, but I got a weird feeling that Coda's going to take this. I, I just have a weird feeling that that's going to happen. Ooh. So, well, um, like, Power of the Dog, like, did it not get nominated for an ensemble in SAG? Like, it's got some of those. I know, like, ensemble awards aren't meant to be best picture uh, corollaries, but it's been missing a spot or two. The chinks yeah. in the armor are there. Um, so, I, you know what? I'm going to, I don't think Coda deserves to win, personally. I think it's a fine film. I gave it four sure. stars. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I just, the more I've been sitting and thinking about it, the more I think Power of the Dog is not going to win now. So, I'm going to make my bold prediction and I'm going to say will win is Coda. Um, and thank God I'm not a gambling man because I'll probably just lose a lot of money. But uh, so I'm going to go will win Coda should win West Side Story uh, before I give you my snub, which I'm sure Don already knows about. Um, and he's going to snicker and try to make me mad. But I have trans I have transmogrified into a new human being over the last two days. I am now I don't give a shit, man. So whatever. Uh, let me just think about my other. The other nominees here. Um, the I ranked them like this. I went West Side Story 1, Nightmare Alley, Drive My Car, Belfast, Coda, King Richard, Power of the Dog, Dune, Licorice Pizza, and Don't Look Up. Don't Look Up is my worst film of the year. It's even worse than Ghostbusters Afterlife. So it should, definitely should not be on there. <laughs> uh, Licorice Pizza was eh, two two stars. Uh, you know, um, and Dune, I, I don't, I don't want you guys to think I hated Dune. It was just a three-star movie for me. It, you know, it's it's not a best picture or anything like that. The rest I can take or leave. But West Side Story, Nightmare Alley are my favorites. Now here is my snub. Now here is where I come in because even though I know that the Oscars are very elitist, and I know that through the history of the Oscar ceremony, genre films are incredibly underrepresented. If we're talking about horror, science fiction, comedies, musicals, and when I mean comedies, I mean like, you know, like. Uh, not like more broad comedies, I guess you could say, because I mean, there's things like as good as it gets or yeah. highbrow witty comedies and things, but genre films and specialty films are often ignored. I think there's only been two or three horror films that have ever been nominated. Only, I think only one fan or three fantasy films. They were all from the same series. And one of them, won best picture star, or, you know, star Wars was nominated. Very few. There's only been one, uh, two superhero films or comic book films, you know, Joker and black Panther, you know, Logan got, in there in the screenplay every now and then. But to me, like, and we were talking about, I wish I could go back and watch a film for the first time. And when we think about a film, and, and I'm also going to challenge Lauren a little bit and say, we're not going to remember anything from 2021. Um, I, I'm assuming you meant just the Oscar nominees or like all of 2021. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Oh yeah. 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 Just okay. okay. Except cool. for Dune. Cause they're making another, but yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> So here's my choice. And I, the reason why I feel this is because I think cinema is more than just the technical craft. I think cinema is more than like, for instance, like I said, with Dune, you can get something that is visually powerful, but emotionally dead. You can get something that is emotionally powerful, but visually not that exciting. You can get stories that tell things by the numbers, but you can also get, I also think that feel good, feel good movies, something that an audience and a culture responds to and wants to see again and again and again, and propels it to the top of the box office has a place in the best picture discussion <laughs> not in history i get it not in history not in the history of the oscars but to me a best picture is something that you want to see over and over again 
that you have a community experience with. To me, a movie that you sit in and, and the crowd is literally screaming because of the emotions that are being conveyed, that is the power of cinema to me. So you may laugh at me. I don't care, but take Don't Look Up out. I'm not saying this has to win. Put Spider-Man in there. Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> just, just put it in there. Because to me, that is, that is an important film to a lot of people. It is to me. It, it was my number four film of the year overall. I think that it has importance in terms of movie culture. And I think that deserves to be recognized for something. So controversial, yep. whatever. You but a, a tokenism spotted number 10. Congratulations. I gave that movie four and a half stars. That oh, movie's it's a awesome freaking movie. blast. Yeah, but. But like, I mean, re, like that's the thing yeah. is best picture rewatchability. Because if I that's know. the case for me, that's West Side Story. Yep. Or, well, think, you know, Spider-Man was, or whatever. And that was my number one. But I didn't say rewatchability was the only thing. I, I'm just saying. No. Like, I've You talked about how Tick, Tick, Boom, you wish you could watch that for the first time again. I get yeah. this. This is why I've all, I also defended Endgame for being nominated. Because. I have never had an experience. I've had some drunken movie nights and I've had some good crowds and stuff, but the experience I had in Endgame and the experience I had in Spider-Man with a crowd reacting all together in a communal experience was so powerful. Like that to me is the essence of, it reminded me of a kid when Jurassic Park came out and you were like, holy shit, like everyone's screaming and they don't know what's happening. And it's just, it's such a powerful movement to me that I think it deserves some kind of recognition for that. That's called the People's Choice Awards. Yeah, I just, I just feel like that's not what the Oscars are no. anymore. No, they're not. They don't they're... take risks with nominees. I mean, like Johnny Depp was nominated for Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. for God's sake, one yeah, year. Robert, Robert they don't do, they don't, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. They don't was do that. Thunder. No, no, yeah. but those, yeah. were, those were considered very bizarre. Yeah. Like, those were... Those were uh, exceptions, not the rule. Like those, mm-hmm. when people, when those nominations came out, people were like, what the hell? Like they gave nominate, like, and it started, it maybe didn't start an argument, but it had. Right. But I want that going. back. I want that. Oh, back. I, I yeah. would, I would love it. Like <laughs> I, I've always thought that, you know, Black Panther, I always thought that Michael B. Jordan should have been nominated. I thought he, he his, him as Killmonger was a powerful character, mm-hmm. an amazing character. But like you said, they're not going to take those risks. And even when they did, They'll throw a bone every now and then. Silence of the Lambs, horror film, get out horror film. But where are the, and I'm not just talking superhero films as the Marvel show. I, I, I'll vouch for horror all day. I'll, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, like people will laugh at me, but um, uh, is that her name? Marilyn Burns from the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Jesus Christ, that is a performance for the ages. And that'll yeah. never be recognized because it's a horror film. Like, it, it, you know, these people. A lot of, a lot of, unfortunately, the Oscars are something I want them to, that they aren't. And I get that. So I I want you guys to understand that I understand what the Oscars are. I'm talking about what they should. And they should represent all film, all cinema. And we're now in this Twitter age where everything is cinema or not cinema or this or that. (laughs) And and I think that we need to have, I, I, I would love if the Oscars just gave, just, just give Tony Collette for, Hereditary. Give uh, yeah. Lupita Nyong'o yeah. for us. Give give uh, yeah. Elizabeth Moss for yes. Invisible Man. Yes. Like, just like let's go here. And that's, and, right. and that's what I'm saying. Like it, you can you can think because I have been a fan of comic books my whole life. You can think something is trash art from the beginning, but something you cannot create in a lab. You cannot just manifest. You know, out of nowhere, you have to have something to it is emotion. And that's what cinema is. It's emotion. If you cry at West Side Story, but you're also screaming and crying at Spider-Man, they have the same worth to me. 
And that's why I wish in a magical world we would have Spider-Man as the best picture now. So that's my snub. Katie, how do you feel about that? We haven't heard from you on this whole rant. Um, well, well, I don't know if you know this, but um horror is is my go-to topic. Like that's my number oh. one genre. And what is my specialty that I review? I'm actually doing two reviews um, tomorrow regarding two horror films. Um, nice. One that's just come out. And I'm, it's like hearing you say that about, especially about those um, actresses, it's has always angered me that uh, like Tony Collette, Elizabeth Moss, um, uh, Florence Pugh. Uh, Davis, I mean, yeah. All of those women had some of the best performances of their careers. Um, and they were all in horror and they all were completely overlooked. And it's always made me mad. And um, yeah, I mean, for me, uh, the power of film is uh, I'm not necessarily a religious person, but a theater is my church. And the screen is, and everything on it is, you know, uh, the pastor giving his sermon, I want complete silence, you know, and focus and whatever emotions um, can come out of me from whatever is on that screen. That's what I leave with. And with that, I mean, I take that with like a, the way a film looks in a theater to me is what I think sometimes is some um, is what to me is the best picture. Like I know when, uh, what was it? Um, duh. Mad Max, uh, Fury Road. To mm -hmm. me, that was that was my mm -hmm. best picture. It may not, and I know I'm so I was so happy it was nominated. I was so happy that George Miller was nominated. But mm -hmm. to me, that is a film that it's like this is what movies were made for. This is yes. what the movie going experience is made for to see this grandiose again. It's almost it's like a Dune experience. How did they do this? Like I am blown mm -hmm. away that human beings are able to capture this on film and maybe just maybe if the aliens come down and they see something like that that we can create something like this that they're like okay maybe you guys aren't that um worthless like uh, we might be able to save some of you i don't know but um of these nominees i mean there's the quality of like seeing it in the theater that i will always love which it's like for me, was West Side Story, Nightmare Alley, um, Dune. I absolutely love seeing Dune in the theater. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Power of the Dog, actually, to see, um, I mean, all of the, uh, uh, I don't know, seeing that in the theater actually was very fulfilling. I'm glad yeah. I did see, I was lucky see that. I to see in the theater, too. Um, yeah. But, and Coda, I saw at home. I loved that it got it that one got the emotional out of me. Belfast, I saw in the theater. We talked about it. Um, as I said, I don't think it's necessarily the best film, but I think visually it's stunning. I understand why it's best picture a nominee. It's not mine. I think that who will win um is Power of the Dog still. I honestly do. I think who should win, um, for me is either uh dune or coda uh just because wow. i loved uh again dune i just it just honestly it just blows me away that that is what we can do as filmmakers and denny villeneuve yeah. I think, has just an amazing capacity to make those 
experiences. Like Arrival is one of my all time mm. favorite films. Um, it. it was my favorite film of 2016. Uh, Blade Runner 2049, Prisoners. Like, I just think he just... Prisoners. It just (laughs) getting better and better. And, um, yeah, that's why he was my sub for director. For the... Don't look up, I don't think, honestly. I complete... I think the snub on that, honestly, was for best song. Um, That actually... There you go. I agree there. Not nominated for best song because if anything it should be nominated for, it was for that. Picture, I don't really think so. Maybe Jennifer Lawrence for Best Supporting Actor, Actress, but uh, King Richard I thought was fine. I don't really think it was, yeah. Um, I just, but my snubs were, I mean, I've been saying this this whole time, Swan Song. I thought Swan Song was an absolutely beautiful film that, um, again, I, I was lucky enough to see in the theater. I'm so glad I did. I think it captured so many things about um you know film that i love and again i mean i just love the fact that i've been able to convey that to people and they watch it people who don't watch films um like i do and they're like god that really was good i'm like good see thank you um i think titan honestly i mean i know don you don't think we need to have 10 yeah. i think we do as long as they're if you're going to like make it 10 Make it some of the make it the best films. Like make it the best films. Make them foreign. Make it whatever. Titan is just one of those films that it's like it's just un it's just unlike any other film of 2021. Even if I agree. like you gotta say that. You can't <laughs> say you can't say stay in your lane with a film like that. No offense, Don, but yeah. that's fine. Um I think that uh, passing some, some can transcend it. Just, yeah, I think it, that it, passing it takes honestly really fucking good to do it. You know? Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, you're good. Uh, I think that passing should have been um, nominated. I think everything about that um, is Oscar quality um, performances, directions, cinematography, story, um, which I think it. Um, I don't know. I think that actually make it. I think it's nominated for best screenplay. I'm pretty sure. Maybe which not. one? Passing. It did not get adapted screenplay nomination. Nope. Really? Did yeah. it get no nominations? I, I don't think it got a single nomination. I don't yeah. think it got any. It's such adapted bullshit. screenplay. Adapted screenplay is Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, which is probably the spot for passing, like the interchangeable, you know, with yeah. the women, and then Power of the Dog. Okay, that is. Yeah, Drive My Car is the is the category sneaker there. Yeah. Well, and yeah, because Coda was originally a French film. Correct. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. 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 Passing, I thought, um, is worthy of Best Picture. And Mass, I think Mass is um, a topic that, honestly, I have seen in different films uh, where they kind of go during the aftermath. They go, I've seen one, um, Beautiful Boy, where it's during the precursor to what happens. And then, and I think that's a film that was definitely overworked, one uh, overlooked one of Michael Sheen's best performances, but mass, I think is one that honestly is a topic that unfortunately is not going to go away, especially if we don't look at the signs, mental health, everything, and Mm -hmm. the devastation that it leaves. And then that ending, when you see why, you know, you keep seeing, that outside um, view of the church and everything. Um, I like and I also, I, I actually also put pig down. I thought everything about yes. pig 
was um actually exceptional from beginning to end and i that pig was absolutely adorable and uh, you know i don't know if you guys knew that the pig actually did die in real life that that pig died (laughs) like during filming no, like um, not long after filming, the pig actually oh. died. The yeah. grand party must have been real rough, you know. I know. Yeah. Oh, they didn't one... have to. Oh, never mind. No, no. <laughs> really bad. Never mind. <laughs> but Katie, Katie, I like what you said about like um, just the, what what about mass? Like sometimes the the message film is the are the types of films that need to be there and probably should be in a best picture field where as much as we say craft and wills talk about feels like sometimes the message movie is the one that is the cream that rises to the top. Like parasite was kind of that message movie, the underlying social commentary movie. And it, this year it feels like that message movie is probably power of the dog, right? Like just mm-hmm. to have all the undercurrents and layers that it has versus Belfast, which, you know, half of our panel here says doesn't go hard enough into what's underlying there. And Coda's Q don't look up. Doesn't, you know, shouldn't be there and everything else that has nothing has the the message power that power of the dog has. Even West Side Story is more of a performance art and it has its messages, but nowhere near where power of the dog is, right? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I would put the mass under ends, original you know? screenplay. Sure. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if I would put Matt like I don't know if I would put mass under best picture. I mean maybe, mm-hmm. but like Definitely original screenplay. Like your your original screenplay shit. nominees are Belfast, Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and the worst person in the world from the Neon Box. Worst person in the world, I agree with. Don't look up. No. Agreed. <laughs> and, and unfortunately, and unfortunately, in terms of the odds, um, you know, Br- Belfast was Branna's best chance. I think to I think so for too. me to win. But now the odds makers are saying licorice pizza, which makes me oh, feel weird. Man. Uh, it's not PT's best, and he's done he's done better things and will do better things. Like that's not the spot to get him. No, well, for sure, for sure. And yeah. I have a major issue with the fifteen year old having a relationship with the twenty five year old. Fair enough. If Fair it was enough. if it was turned around, I guarantee you the film wouldn't even be made. If it was Ooh, a true. if it was a fifteen year old uh girl and a fifth and a twenty five year old man. Uh, it would not happen. True. Yeah. What they've already that's they've already made Lolita like twice. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I haven't seen Licorice Pizza, and so I'm trying to stay away from the discourse about mm. like the what? age difference. But like I don't see how you can justify any of it. I mean, hell, I watched Clueless the other day because I was hosting an event at Majestic. So like I stayed to watch it because I was like literally hosting that movie. Cher is 16 and she ends up dating her clearly in college former stepbrother. And I was like, that's disgusting. Yeah, we mentioned you don't notice that when you're 12 and you're watching Clueless, you know, but like, I just don't see a way to justify it. But I'm trying to refrain judgment until I actually can watch it. Yeah, we we were Don and I were talking about that with Coda. There's there's the high school best friend that hooks up with the clearly in his twenties brother too. And I was like, how old is she? Like I was a little concerned. I was like, is she 
18, I hope, <laughs> if she's hooking up with, you know, a 22-year-old or 23-year-old. She's, so. yeah, she's 18 because they're seniors together. And the brother, mm-hmm. I think, is just 21 because he's able to drink. I mean, it's still older. There's still an age difference. And I, yeah. I mean, I get that. And when I was watching Licorice Pizza, I was trying to think, I honestly did not hear her say that she was 25 in the very beginning. And mm-hmm. then um, I was just thinking, it's like, okay, maybe she's like 19 or 20 because she's still living right. with her parents. But it's like, yeah, if this was reversed and you had a 25-year-old guy who didn't know what the fuck he was doing with his life, living with his parents, doing mm-hmm. stuff with a 15-year-old girl, this would not be made. It's true. <laughs> And, oh, no, and, don't watch Red Rocket then. Oh, uh-huh. and you know what? That is fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no, and, and so we'll, like Red Rocket is one of my like absolutely least favorite movies of the year, and it's so funny to me to hear people like love that one, but to cry licorice pizza or just like, yeah. I'm well, just like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Well, we, and I talked, I talked about this too because uh, I had seen a film by Agnes Varda, and I and I say that it's a it's a it's a film of cinema. You have to add the a h at the end. Cinema. She made a film called Kung Fu Master, where it's about like a forty year old woman who seduces like her daughter's twelve year old best friend. I mean, even in that movie, they go off oh. to an island. They go off to an island together and like fucking stuff. It's crazy. But that yeah. is, you know what I mean? It's all about the lens. It's like, well, it's Agnes Varda. It's a female directing a a movie, a cinema, doesn't you know, but like, better. that's yeah. what I'm saying. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. And I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. it. It was a little disturbing. I know that a lot of people are saying it's a chased film and yeah, whatever, but it does, it still puts that into the, it puts that into the universe. And, and you made a great point, Lauren, about Lolita existing, but keep in mind that that book has been banned and mm-hmm. criticized and, and the movie I think was originally rated X, the Kubrick version. And they had to take, I mean, there is, a lot of illusions, but there's really nothing like when I saw that movie, when I was 12, I had no idea that those two were together. Like that's yeah. how no, like, then, broad they make it. Have the reader. Remember that mm-hmm. Kate yeah. Winslet movie? That's right. <laughs> that's true. I was just talking about that. That today. was like a fucking, like that was Oscar nominated. Wasn't it? Wasn't she, she, won? she nominated won? She won. She won. Yeah. Okay. She yeah. So like, it's yeah. So it's just, I like, but that movie is also weird and gross. And yeah. like, I just, I don't know. It's, I, just, I mentioned this in our licorice pizza episode. I, I feel like PTA, it, it was at a point where like, even with boogie nights, I never felt like objectification, even though it's about porn. Like I never felt like I was watching like something just to see boobs or anything, but like mm-hmm. there's a really weird sex scene and in, an in inherent vice that kind of put me off a little bit that kind of came out of nowhere. And then with this relationship, being glorified with licorice pizza i was kind of like ew this is kind of like i feel like i mean once you do it twice it's kind of like <laughs> you know i'm kind of like yeah, yeah we're getting, getting a to icky feeling guarantee foot fetish level in a way right like if, if it but keeps a foot fetish up, is generally harmless whereas, no 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 but like but if it keeps showing up maybe it's a thing oh, right i get you what you're saying yeah. oh i get yeah. you i get you yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. i don't yeah. know how, how we ended up going on a licorice pizza well, thing but um, to or, to to rein us back in and organize here quick let's take turns because we're kind of done we have best picture and all that uh let's everybody take a rotated turn to kind of show off or talk about any under the title i i, I 
you know, features, snubs, favorites that you have from some of the other categories we haven't talked about. And uh, I'll just repeat the order we just did with Best Picture Song go first, just to, just to jump out of the way. Sure, why not? Get, um, the, get the worst out of the way. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm a I'm a score junkie, so I look at that mm-hmm. score category and I find a lot of lacking stuff this year, which which kind of was surprised to see. I really, um, I'm surprised. Uh, Johnny Greenwood didn't get the double nomination with Spencer and Power of the Dog. Um, I'm kind of surprised Zimmer didn't get the double nomination for Dune and for No Time to Die. Um, I think Dune's winning that one, but uh, to make to make Will happy, I would gladly take out Nicholas Bertel's score from Don't Look Up, which is a just an un, unmemorable punk of music, and put Michael Giacchino's work from Spider-Man No Way Home in there. It would be yes. Ooh, thanks, yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> no, um, I would. Yeah, yeah, okay. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in original song, every, like everyone says, they got the wrong Encanto song, and that's a bummer. There, um, yeah. they also, and that I'm back in my dais here and saying that that's the spot where you should have had. Don't look up as a, as a as at least a nominee uh, yeah. in the screenplay category. Uh, th- I'm with I'm I'm, the, I'm that person who loves those indies too, where passing should be there. If if you had a more eclectic field, then this was the Independent Spirit Awards. Something like Nine Days and Swan Song would be there, but I know those things are 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 biting and scratching against bigger fish that are hard to do. Um, visual effects. That's a great place to root for either Shang-Chi or Spider-Man No Way Home. I think Dune is going to end up being oh, that film that kind of rips the arts and technical stuff. Um, yeah. All I, day, Dune. Yeah. Uh, places where I hope it doesn't is makeup, where I hope that's Eyes of Tammy Faye, and also costumes, where I hope it's Corella. Yes. You know, I hope those are places where Dune loses. Mm, uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, around that, um, like I would, like I hinted at and other people have hinted at tonight, um, I find this to be a borderline unmemorable year other than a per- couple of personal favorites where um will and i have talked about this in other shows where i didn't watch the oscars last year i just mm-hmm. had other stuff to do wasn't interested uh this year i'm not like other than maybe rooting for an andrew garfield upset and seeing what will smith can have a cuba gooding jr moment of enthusiasm i'm not kind of here for any of it and i probably won't watch it in a week and i don't feel bad about it but that's my closing thought i guess see worst one out of the way <laughs> um next lauren hit us up the next one um i mean i think whoever did the cinematography for belfast and passing and green knight should be listed under cinematography mm-hmm. i don't have their names or hate me um but uh otherwise i do think it is a good list i guess i still think something other than power of the dog should be there but from what i've seen tragedy macbeth is gorgeous looking it's awesome uh, actually i don't know i might pull west side story out of that too uh Ooh. to put one of these instead um i would love to have just seen suicide squad be somewhere costume um, design yes. maybe oh, still on the repeat or like effects yeah or something Makeup. like i don't know or sat i don't know i would have liked to have seen it somewhere um, because that's also one of my favorite movies of last year, but like, you know, is it best picture in my heart? It is. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, honestly, if we're talking about like, so- this is the, honestly, like the biggest thing that I wrote on the top of my notes, if we're talking about like snubs, Edgar's prayer from Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Yes! Should be yes! nominated for best song, and there should be a full out performance like Robin Williams did with South Park. Like <laughs> there needs to be like that is the biggest effing disappointment is that there is no Edgar's prayer 
oh, for man. Barb and Star, from Barb and Star for best song. Like, wish- you have I, just submitted. Yeah. We are the same person. There it is. Shut your face. That is on my thing too. Oh the, my god. Oh my god. I'll tell you, you're right because since Blame Canada, we have not had a a, a reasonable. Because spoof songs are still songs. Have them. You know what I mean? So uh, Katie doesn't know this about our little critics group in, in the city, but uh, Chicago Indie Critics two years ago, like, um, I Punched Keanu Reeves was our song of the year, you know, from oh. Always oh. My Maybe, you know? Yes. Like, yes. That's the kind of shit you need to put on the Oscars, you know? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lauren, cl- closing thoughts. You You wrapped up. You good? Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I think I'm fine. All right. I didn't have to ask you. Take the time you need. You're good. Uh, I don't know. I also feel like maybe somewhere last last duel, costume uh-huh. nom or something, or yeah. I don't know. It also so, was unnominated. Yeah, so. Am I right? Nothing, right? Not a thing. Not a thing. Yeah. Wow. Free, no, free mean, guy. If anyone at the beginning of the year thought that Jodie Comer's Free Guy would get more nominations than Last Duel, this mm-hmm. it would be. Yeah. <laughs> it would, Last yeah. production design for Last Duel, like that, the set, sets and oh, yeah, like yeah. just something, just stuff. like it doesn't have to win, Costumes. just like, just yeah, something. throw it in there. <laughs> yeah. Will okay next in the order. Um. All right. So I'm gonna Marvel shill it up a little bit because I think Marvel Go deserves a couple of shouts out here. Now, cinematography is, I mean, it's a its a murderer's row this year. I mean, everything in there, I think, is magnificent. Uh, so I'm not saying that anything would be replaced by it. I will say Last Duel, uh, one thing that always struck me was when Ridley Scott was making Gladiator in the behind-the-scenes documentary. He said that he likes to, like, literally paint stuff uh, as storyboards, so, like, actual paintings, like, on canvases and stuff. And he says that uh, his version of Rome and Gladiator was very, like, impressionistic it wasn't supposed to be realistic it was supposed to be an impressionistic view of rome and i've always been struck by that because i love gladiator think it's a fabulous film um i could feel that influence in the last duel there are moments in the last duel that you could pause and put up in a museum so i i I think Mm. i think that should have got at least a consideration for best cinematography um i'm not saying this is on the same level my third favorite film of the year was shang chi like i said it had my favorite sequence of the year, which is the opening fight between the eventual husband and wife, Tony Leung. And uh, I That's believe, nice I, can't, I can't remember, that sequence is so beautiful and so romantic. Um, I mean, you got people fighting, but like, that is kind of like the old style of like the dance musicals in the 30s. Like, they couldn't have sex, so they danced. <laughs> like, that, that was like, that was superheroes having sex. It was basically this wuxia Chinese, beautiful slow motion flying through the air, using the nature around them. So uh, that's my favorite cinematography sequence of the year, uh, the overall film, though I, I do love the bus chase in it. Uh, I do love the construction scene fight. Uh, stuff like that is, is beautifully done. Um, but yeah, not, not the best of the year, but certainly worth consideration. I also think the negative backlash to Eternals um, made it not worthy of, not acknowledge for awards i thought that the world that um chloe excuse me chloe Zhao created especially with the celestials themselves is gorgeous and otherworldly i it's obviously tough to compare it to dune you know mm-hmm. which was otherworldly like every minute yeah but um the stuff with the celestials in eternals just blew my mind i thought it was just gorgeous and so immense like you couldn't understand like 
how immense like the celestial was compared to like you know the humans or the eternals like in its small hand you know uh or in its large hand um looking through some of the other categories um best costume design i'm gonna go with cruella because cruella is it's about making fashion and yes. it was over the top yeah. and great so yeah i hope that one is the odds on favorite according to gold derby so that's that should be good um film editing is always a tricky one um i don't know i, I don't know what to think about that one uh i think that uh lynn when lynn manuel miranda did some I know he's not the editor, but there were some interesting things going on in Tick, Tick, Boom that I noticed. Mm-hmm. And I know editing can be flashy, and sometimes it needs to be just effective storytelling. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know what to pick there. Makeup, uh, I haven't seen Tammy Faye. Uh, Coming to America is probably my second worst film of the year, so I hope it doesn't win anything. It should only win my disdain. Um, so bad. That's a tough. That's a tough one. Uh, production design. I'm gonna go Nightmare Alley, though it's not the odds-on favorite to win because what is the odds? Is that a Dune spot? It's a Dune. Yeah. Okay. Dune. Um, that's West Side Story for me. Oh, yeah. and and more. That's Sean, a hard category, honestly. Yeah. Hard. That's a good category. Yeah. yeah. Um, best score. I'm gonna throw Shang Chi in there again. I thought the score by Joel yeah. P. West was. I think Marvel scores are always underrated. Like Mark Motherboss, mm. the guy from Devo who did Thor Ragnarok. That score was yes. mwah, Chef's Kiss, magnificent, and it didn't even get like mentioned yes. in like the shortlist. So I think Shang Chi had a beautiful score that dealed with Asian motifs, but didn't like make it like. It wasn't like something like in the 80s where like if an Asian character comes out of the screen, there's a gong, you know, that's yeah. sounding like it. It manages <laughs> like, to like Hans Zimmer doing Kung Fu Panda, you know, right. right. Yeah. It, it was it was I thought it was beautiful and was um, bombastic when it needed to be, but emotionally touching at the moments it needed to be. Because to did, me, yeah. like I said, did that to really me, well to me, like like I said, Shang-Chi was my third favorite film of the year. I thought it was emotionally very powerful. And there's like, three moments in that movie where I cried because it's just so so good but uh best song i mean i they pick the work not the worst in canto song but i think it's gonna win because lin-manuel Manuel miranda is kind of like beloved right now mm-hmm. um I, sound has been condensed into one category and i have no idea probably dune because there's all i mean just from the openings the opening moment before the the there's even an image on screen you've got some dude talking and guttural strangeness and you're like what the hell like <laughs> so and then visual effects, I mean, I would be the first to admit as a, as a Marvel shill that, you know, the Marvel visual effects, especially in their third act, get a little, they get a little wonky. So I can't really give it that. And I didn't see Free Guy, No Time to Die, whatever. Dune is the clear favorite for that one. I mean, it's got to win visual effects. Um, I'm not going to comment on anything else, really. I've been really bad about the documentaries. I will say, though, that a documentary that doesn't have a chance of winning that I watched the other day is called Ascension. And it shows the haves and have nots in China. It literally starts out with people that work in like these ginormous, like humanity crushing factories, putting together the most mundane things you can think of. And it, it ascends through society in China. So it goes from the factory life all the way up to like these people that pay like $50,000 just to have a servant style you know uh dinner with their friends and they talk about the freedom of the u.s and what china's power is like it's it's a it's a narrationless documentary it lets you fill in all the gaps and you get to see an entire country in an hour and a half 
how it functions from the poor to the rich. It's fascinating documentary if you can see it. Uh, I, it's obviously not going to win because it's either going to be Summer of Soul or Flea. Uh, mm-hmm. Those and, two, too. yeah. And then I don't know, you know, I, Best International Film. You would have to think Drive My Car would get it because it's nominated for Best Picture. But yep, I worst person in the world, Flea. I, I don't know, but anyway, that's my that's my takes on the remainders. Okay, Katie, you have the anchor spot. All right. Well, um, once you said something about Chloe Zhao, then it reminded me. Now I do recall um, last year's uh, Oscars, and now I, oh, yeah. I had to why, look them up. Now yeah. I understand why I erased them from my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, also, because that <laughs> was the year that uh, Glenn Close was rapping and um, doing a little <laughs> twerk um, because they were oh, trying to save time which that's uh-huh yeah now i remember that okay and now I'm but yeah let's my... leave eight categories off the show and really endear people huh yeah and that's what reminds me of like it i think this i mean i'm going to watch it because it's you know uh this is what i do i love them but it's extremely disappointing and just honestly an insult that they're not you know, giving the, um, they're not presenting the awards to those eight categories that they're, um, taking out unless they change it in the next week. I just don't understand why. Um, I think honestly, one of the best categories in anything in all of them is, um, production design. Um, I think, I mean, they at Mm. least did one thing right this year, which was that, um, (laughs) And I wanted to go to Nightmare Alley. I so do because that was one of the first things that when I looked at it, I was like, this production design is absolutely amazing. But I think it will go to Dune. Um, Lauren, mm-hmm. you nailed it on the songs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Belf, I mean, that song from um, Barb and Star it definitely should have made it. And then, um, yeah, I think the only nomination that Don't Look Up should have been um, nominated for is their best original song. I uh, understand Diane Warren um, is nominated. I <laughs> Again? She's yep. nominated this for is... that movie. Again, talk about Glenn Close. Um, she's, ta- she's nominated for a movie that Glenn Close was in. I watched the movie. Um, oh my you god! You did? Yeah, I did watch <laughs> the movie. Kunis, it's right? on. Yeah. It's on Hulu. Uh, and then when the credits were rolling, and I heard the song, and I was like, "Are they nominated for the song?" Because that's the only thing I could think of. And I was like, "Yeah." And even that was kind of weak. Um, mm-hmm. Well, she's I been think... nominated for thirteen Oscars, so yeah, <laughs> she's and... due? Question mark. <laughs> I thought yeah. she won. I thought she won already, like a year or two ago, for a song in like an Italian movie nobody saw. No, no she nope. was just nominated. She's never won. Oh, okay. I think. I mean, I think that's going to go to No Time to Die. I don't think there's. A, I think so too. I think that's a pretty or I'll, or Encanto, but yeah. If it's in Kanto, I mean, it's. it's I don't even, song. What song even is that? And I've Spanish seen Encanto twice. Still, it's the Spanish one where he's like, they're they're flashing back to they're getting married, the mom getting yeah. married, or the it's, grandma getting married. It's like the it's, origin story song. It's, yeah. No, it's, a, it's acoustic. No. It's acoustic only. Yeah. Like, no, it was also like the wrong song from Coco got nominated, but it right. won. Exactly. No. Exactly. Um, I don't think so, though. I think. Yeah, I think I think we're all agreeing on um uh what was it? 
it's it sorry i'm going through all the things um costume design cruella i think yep. cruella they're definitely and i mean possibly dune i'm very happy nightmare alley got nominated i haven't seen cyrano and everything but i think cruella i mean that is it's absolutely those are pieces of art like every single one of them um their documentary that um it's on disney it's about the kids who got trapped in the um the rescue right yeah oh that's supposed to be so good it is so good and it made me cry and yet it was not nominated and i was very upset about that um i'll throw a doc in there i i think Val Kilmer's movie Val was wonderful. Oh, it's really okay. good. Very, oh, very yeah. sad. Very sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and actually, if you want to do that, I, I mean, I think the documentary it's on HBO now about Tina Turner is mm-hmm. really, really good. And uh, it's, I mean, for her to go through everything she went through with Ike to get away from him to start anew, but then every single interview that um they talked to her about they always bring up Ike like that had to have been even now, even when they were doing the documentary to bring that up still, it's like to live through what she lived through. Um, and still like that being one of the like premier things that she's known for and just the grace and dignity she's had. I mean, she's absolutely an amazing woman. Um, and I think that documentary should have been, um, kind of looked at more the rest of the stuff. I'm, I don't really have any, I don't know. I'm just, I'm disappointed in the way things have gone this year. I mean, you guys know my nominations. I, I'm not really like, yay on best actor. Um, uh, a yeah. number of the pictures are like, Oh, uh, great. Um, and then the fact that half uh, like eight awards aren't even going to be shown, which yeah. it, what are we doing? I don't even I understand anymore. Um, I, I'll, I'll look forward to maybe some of the fashion um, that the people are, who knows, they might not even show that. I don't even know how they're going to do it this year since, I mean, they've got three hosts. Uh, so. Oh. And one do, good any one. Three, do any of the three hosts inspire much confidence for you? No. None of them do for me. Nah. No. Well, and aren't they, aren't they telling you who won the off-screen awards yes. during the red carpet? No, they're editing it back into the main show. I don't know how you do that on a live thing, but they are. I read that they were like announcing them on social media during the red carpet. (laughs) Can you imagine? I'm not even joking. Like, that's why, yeah, I'm not joking. It's just going to be a band at the bottom of the screen that goes by, you know? I mean, yeah, like the poor I mean, I hope... has been waiting his whole life to give his Oscar speech, and the ninety fifth Academy Awards yeah. is like, yeah, we'll just put it on a, we'll just put it on Twitter. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not making that up. I read it from somewhere, <laughs> but I, I I'm hoping put it that's wrong. It. I I do want to say because we were talking about Diane Warren. Um, if you go through the history of best original song. That is where you can find some of the craziest Oscar-nominated films. That's true. Ever, like oh yeah, like Mannequin. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> a good uh, song for Mannequin, uh, man. Young Guns too. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know Beethoven's Second, the Wild Thornberries movie. Um, <laughs> you know, just Con Air is an Oscar-nominated film because yeah. of Diane yes. Warren. 
Yeah. You know, uh, Armageddon, which is another Diane Warren, which I think should have won because it was I Don't Want to Miss a Thing is a great song. That's the one. Oh, my uh, you God. Know, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, South Park obviously is nominated. Um, Meet the Parents, Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, Wild Thornberry's movie. Uh, Polar Express, Shrek 2. Hustle and Flow, it's hard out there to be a pimp or whatever it's called. Which <laughs> won the Oscar. Which yeah, won the Oscar. Six yeah. Mafia. Yep, yep. I mean, there are some wild nominees out there where you're just Shaft. like, what? Yeah. Well, Shaft's awesome, though. Well, I know, that's but it's cool. out of nowhere when you think about it. Yeah. That's true. That's true. But anyways, that's a great category to like review on the internet because you'll be like, that was a nominated film? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, and Lauren, I just want to dig this in a little deeper. Is it make you sad that Suicide Squad has more Oscar nominations and wins than The Suicide Squad? Does that hurt you Ooh. deep inside? Um, <laughs> uh, I liked <laughs> Suicide Squad. I've seen it twice. I own it. I was great with my margarita. I had no dogs in that fight. I didn't know about any of the characters except for obviously like Harley and Joker. The makeup was cool. Just like, just let it wash over you, man. Life's too short. <laughs> It is. <laughs> like, the Suicide Squad is obviously better, but like, I had a blast with Suicide Squad. I don't, that, you know, whatever. I, I, I just, I just wanted to know how you felt about it. I That's mean, all. I wish, yeah, I wish the Suicide Squad, which is a better film, had like it's something it's for it, it at least. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, it's a much better film. Agreed. It is much better character development, much better character arches, much better direction. Uh, definitely didn't seem like it was all thrown together, and the score is actually much better too. Ooh, the plot yeah, made yeah. sense. Yeah. Actually, the Suicide Squad had my favorite line of dialogue of all of 2021. Ooh, I had my that? favorite line. So uh, it's with Starro at the end, and when he says. Um, I was so happy floating, looking at the stars or whatever. Like, I know it's stupid and I know you're laughing at me. I did not like, laugh. I did I, not laugh once. Was it me? I, I saw, I swear I heard someone uh, snicker and that's okay. But like, I'm not doing it justice, but I've, I've rewatched that movie since. Like, I love that movie. And like, it just was heartbreaking to me. That one line, the way it was delivered. And like, we fucking took Starro out of his habitat. and like he wasn't a monster. He just was minding his own business in space, just floating. And I was just like, it just, I don't know. It just, you know, I don't know. It, it, it wrecked me. I don't know. And it's like my favorite. And I'm like, even considering getting it tattooed on my body. Cause I loved it that much. Like it really just like hit, it really struck me in the feels. I don't know. I can't. You have it. convinced me. I've moved my rating of the suicide squad from one and a half stars to two. You have convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. That's great. Wow. Look you. For, for, okay. Yeah. For I'll Will, take it. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take it. I'll take it. Perfect. Hey, that's what we're here for. To cinephile hissy fit, in the end, we encourage you to love what you love. Now, remember, I will end this, thankfully, I think, because we are actually at the three hour mark. And remember at the beginning we when I joked, like, three hour mark, yeah. when I joked that uh, this is three hours I can't get back, I actually. Would love to keep going. Imagine if we did every category. We would be here until t- the Oscars in 2023. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but um, before we outro, because we got to outro, because Mitch is going to have a heart attack. It's going to take him 25 hours to edit this. Um, give us some ways that we can reach you, ladies, uh, on the socials, uh, emails, snail mail, social security numbers, addresses, whatever. <laughs> so, Lauren, you go first since we, we can't see anyone raise their hand. <laughs> okay. Um, well, this is pretty easy. You can find me on Letterboxd and Twitter uh, and Instagram at That Movie Is Fine, um, which I feel like is self explanatory at this point. Uh, I either love movies or just think that whatever you love is just fine. So <laughs> nice. nice. It's fine. That movie's fine. <laughs> we We do that, and I'll do that with you, and then you know, I'll use that. And I feel like I'm copywriting. Like, I'll be like, hey, it was fine. And then I'm like, oh, that's Lauren's deal. I'm not allowed to do that. Sorry. It's no, like the guy people <laughs> tag me in their posts when they say that things are fine. And I'm like, yes, it's catching on. It's okay for a movie to just be fine. That it is, is okay. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It really is. It's kind of like the Michael, you kind of got the Michael Buffer thing. You got to figure that out. Because you know, Michael Buffer, like no one can say, let's get ready to rumble, but him, which is ridiculous yep. because you think they pay the guy like three million to come out and just say like one sentence at the Super Bowl, and it's like, oh, I, I mean, imagine having that gig. You need to do that with it was fine. Like, just find a way to monetize that, and you'll be you know have to work a, a day again. Is that an <laughs> NFT? Is that what we're going for here? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I don't even know. I still don't know what an NFT is, but uh, I mean, uh, Katie, do you, when you give your stuff, you don't have any NFTs, do you? Are you an NFT person? I do whenever I sign off on my uh reviews, I um always say the date of when the movie came out and then I um sign off like if you see me at the movies, I'll be the blonde in front. And then I do my wink. Mm-hmm. Her oh, that's wink, good. my Aww. goodness. Nice. Wink. The wink. The okay. Wink. You gotta see yeah. Oh, and you you prom because I think you thought this was gonna be a visual thing, yes. right? Yeah. So you have you have a dress. I will I will promote your dress on Twitter. Like, do you have what is your Oscar dress? Can you explain it to the fashion police here? Uh, so what, I, what if we were doing I well, one I'm just wearing my Jane Campion shirt um, that uh, I actually got from a fellow critic in Chicago who couldn't wear a size women's medium, so that was <laughs> fine. I'm glad that I could um, oblige. Uh, but I have an Oscar dress that I got last year. It's gold and sparkly it is sleeveless has a little bit of a va va boom in the um lady part area in the front and it's just oh it's, just, it's kind of like area in the it's va va boom in the lady can we expand <laughs> yeah. on this right. what, I, yeah, what even... is can you go into detail <laughs> right. which lady part and yeah. left one or the right you had my curiosity or... but now you have my attention yeah there we go <laughs> <laughs> or yeah I, I i mean there's so many lady Oh, anyway, go ahead. Continue. Go ahead. Sorry. There's two there's that are in the front. Um, but it's just to me it's just to me it's very like um it's kinda like um Jane Mansfield um sort of in the day, um Jesus. kind of like just a uh-huh. It's just like a dress that's like um it's gold and it's glittery and it's like I'm actually going to wear it to my friend's Oscar party next Sunday because we haven't had an Oscar party in forever okay. and I was like damn it I'm going to well, do it cuz why not. Here's the thing. 
um, to promote the episode, I need you to wear that now and send me a photo. Send, I mean, send us a photo. Send us a photo. And uh, we'll put it on the Twitters and be like, hey, look at the glamorous Jane Mansfield-esque person um, we have on our show. So mm-hmm. I, I can definitely do that. And you can find my YouTube videos. Uh, I'm on Instagram and Facebook um, on the blonde in front and blonde um, with an E. And um, yeah, I do my little um, two minute or less um, video reviews of films because, you know, people's attention spans can't go more than that. And um, she's not lying. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, you know, make sure to promote any film that I um, get invited to and go see. And then if I really like it, it's out there and I, you know, I don't hold back. So just be prepared. (laughs) Nice. That is wonderful to hear. I really appreciate you guys coming on uh, the show. I mean, I think we have established, Don, mm-hmm. that we have powerful, intelligent, beautiful women on our show. And that's, we sure I mean, do. we, we, it's amazing. I mean, and it's, it's also amazing because compared to the just sheer ugliness and animal mm-hmm. nature of the two male hosts, it's, it, it makes quite the, <laughs> It makes yeah. quite the the big difference. Uh, which, so we really appreciate you guys coming on. I am going to outro this thing. I'm going to try to do my best to do this since we've all been talking for four straight hours. But uh, follow us, as in Cinephile Hissy Fit, on Twitter at Cinephile Fit. And on Facebook, uh, when I'm not suspended, at Cinephile Hissy Fit Podcast. <laughs> also find us both on Letterboxd. Thank you so much for your captive audience and social media participation. Cinephile Hissy Fit is a 25YL media podcast. It is brought to you by RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. Please visit, rate, review, and subscribe. We are also on Rotten Tomatoes and the brand new Banana Meter. If you enjoyed this show, Ruminations Radio Network has more where that came from with wonderful programs and interesting hosts. Our show and others are available on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.